Ah, oh, fuck, I'm playing an ad. Hold on. It's our first Did you sponsor. ever watch uh, Nathan for You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I've only really seen the the, the Nerd Writer video about, about it, <laughs> but I, I, quite, I was quite a big fan of that huh. of that video. Okay, well, then never mind. <laughs> I just got an ad for Icebreaker um, Windbreakers, but it, you got to watch the show. Nathan for You made a, a whole episode about um, in order to convince people that the Holocaust was real, he made a, a, a Windbreaker brand called Summit Ice. Um, because I guess the like Vancouver-based company Taiga, the owner is yeah, like yeah. a Holocaust denier. Anyway, for real, apparently, I was a big fan of of Taiga. I had a Taiga rain jacket. <laughs> this is the whole premise of of this bit that he did. He was like, "Oh, I couldn't oh, in good conscience okay. wear Taiga anymore, so I made a a brand called Summit Ice." And he had a like a um, uh, a rabbi like design this like retail display that was like. Six million Jews died in the Holocaust. Never forget. Uh, anyway, it's uh, you, you gotta you gotta just watch it. But here, here's yeah, a little yeah, intro yeah. song for today. Okay. I missed you. Is this the the What a Wonderful World It Could Be by the whole fat Hawaiian guy? Oh no! Oh no! It's Daniel Johnston. Yay! Hey, welcome Aww. back. I um, la la la. I I uh, I'd heard a lot of people talk about Daniel Johnston, and I'd never listened to anything other than like really? sexy motorcycle or speedy sexy motorcycle, <laughs> speedy motorcycle. Uh, speeding. I'm afraid I'm when I laugh, I'm clipping. Okay, L- um, laugh. See if you clip, and then just turn yourself down. <laughs> yeah, I'm for sure. Okay, let me try. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely clipping. I'm going to turn myself down. Yeah, so let's hey. turn that down a bit. <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a, a very slow signal here. Okay. I'll try to Boop. talk close to the oh, mic. Oh, shit. But... I'm really clipping. Boop. Hi. Do we need to do something to, like, sync? No, because I'll, I'll do one, it after. That's... How do you know uh, how, how to do that? Your eyeballs. I'm... Yeah. So you just expand the waveform. And then, mm-hmm. um, then uh, you just kind of line it up, right? Which is pretty cool. <clears throat> um, Must be kind of trippy if it's like slightly off. Mm. Yeah, but you notice, you notice, you know, yeah. like I don't know, there, you, like whether you can. T- well, the most difficult part is when you know it's slightly off, but because it's so close, you don't know what's in front or behind. Mm. Like if you have mm. like I've got these like wireless speakers. And sometimes when that and another source is playing the same song, it's just ever so slightly off so that yeah, it sounds like sort of echoey. But anyway, it's stupid, 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 stupid. Wait, do I? Um, anyway. oh, there we go. I'm oh, sorry. Never mind. I got it. Is there is there a delay when you talk on the phone or like mobilely? Yeah, there's a little bit, bit of delay. It's never instant, but like, fuck, man, it's it's pretty fucking crazy. Like, it's pretty close. It's really close. So, through the air, so my voice is going through this mic, through this cable, through that other cable, into the computer, then wireless to my router, then like, I guess through a cable to BC. I guess some big ass cable, like, and then out your side, and well, it's like no, it's instant. uploaded. 
It's like you're you're uploading the the live signal to the Wi-Fi network, and then I'm I'm downloading that signal. <laughs> well, yeah, out of the air, yeah. magic. This is yeah. You're on a laptop, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fucking wireless. I like your. It's uh, crazy. In fact, it might be it might be faster than like if we were sitting across the room from each other. Um, like the fastest <laughs> electrical signal would be faster than the speed of sound. Maybe. Yes, but <laughs> the sound still has to travel from my mouth. To, but although the mic, but it's a it's a closer distance. Yeah. The mic, the, your mouth to the microphone is closer than. Well, we usually talk like six inches apart. That's true. We get we get close. Um, I uh, this this I think could and should be the official um, inauguration of, shall we say, the new podcast name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New new pod. New pod. We're, um, we're, uh, uh, do you hear my dog? Yeah, I can. Oh. I think your dog can hear me, which is why it's upset. <laughs> Probably. She doesn't like, um, she doesn't like closed doors. I'm just going to open it for one second. But yeah, we're now, okay. as we always have been, the You're So Baby podcast. Yeah. You're which so, is pretty nice. You're So Baby. You know, this. you had this idea a long time ago. <laughs> I think it Didn't was, I? I think it was back and then and then I suggested it, and you're like, "That's a brilliant idea." And I didn't I didn't correct you, because uh, I just wanted to enjoy that for a while. But it was actually your idea way back because when we were recording ejaculations, I think it was when you were working for the guy who owned Blizzards, I guess, yeah, or one of the other partners yeah. there. And you were explaining our podcast, and he's like, "It's it sounds like a cool idea, but the name sucks." <laughs> And it was when we were doing You're So Baby, You're so Mondays. baby yeah. Mondays. And you were like, shouldn't we call the podcast You're So Baby Podcast? Cross promotion. You know? and, I was, cross, and I was like, yeah, we should. But I, I think You're So Baby Monday is like a cool thing. that It sounds cool. and We want to promote it. Uh, whereas our podcast is kind of a thing we're doing just for us. Yeah. And the kind of the spirit of it is to, do, is to be kind of... Um, not edgy, it's not edgy. You know what I mean, though. But like, kind of like just stupid and crass because yeah. we're not trying to impress anybody. We're just trying to have fun for you and exactly. me. You know. <clears throat> and I convinced you to keep it as ejaculations, which I'm actually glad I did. But now that I think we're actually trying to get maybe out there into the um, <laughs> the, the 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 world wide web, as I believe the kids are referring to. It, <laughs> Is uh, that what we're trying to do? We we might want to. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm you know I'm kind of thinking of. I mean, maybe not. Maybe whatever. It, it, at, a heart, at its heart, it should still be for us and just fun and stuff. But um, I'm thinking about like now that fucking theater and acting are kind of over, other mediums to. Uh, I'm your sloppy seconds. Work that, that that I might want. You you are yeah, yeah. You're my and I love us. I love sloppy joes and you know. Wait wait. So <laughs> maybe this is veering off course here, but um, I want. I was thinking about something you told me. In one of the original podcasts, speaking of sloppy, which are really seconds, great, by the way. I've been, oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you still eat your own cum when you when when you jack I, off? I knew, I knew, I knew this would come up. And this is kind of why I'm happy to start a different, a new podcast that maybe didn't have that as part of it. But it's it's too. What late. is anything? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I, I I don't do that. I don't do that anymore. Not because I I am now like I realized how gross it is or something. Um, it's not, it's, I, I don't just think it's gross. I developed a new tech, or, or not out of some newfound shame or something like that. Uh, I, I I think I've told you this, but it, it's a it's a I've developed a new technique where you do that sort of tantric thing where 
you kind of push up on your taint yeah. as you're coming. Yeah, yeah. And then you can and then block just nothing, it. nothing, nothing comes yeah. out exactly. And I think it just goes into your bladder or something. Sometimes I get paranoid and I'm like, is this what causes colon cancer? That's how you get an ectopic pregnancy in your own ass. I think I've like sharded out like three of my what I thought were twins, but I guess were ecto pregnant. What have you said? Just said yeah, ectopic, ectopic, ectopic. I think an yeah, ecto pregnancy yeah, yeah. is a ghost baby. Hmm. Spooky. <laughs> I was watching. There's a show on Netflix called um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like life. Oh, life after death. I think it's called, and it's um, it's pretty cool. It's like four episodes, and it's kind of the first episode is talking about people who've had like near death experiences. But that is in itself is kind of a misnomer because they're people who are like clinically dead for 25 minutes, and they're like, yeah, I was floating around, up, looking at my body, and like they get into like, yeah, you know, she had no brain activity and her eyes were taped shut and she was talking about like the bald spot on my head and like the tools that we used and the names of the people in the room it's like okay that's fucking weird but then um the second episode was pretty bunk and it gets into mediums so like people who are like ah i is there a is someone with a john a john does john mean anything john someone's like yeah it's like it's like it's like oh john was it was it a a father grandfather great grandfather oh okay and and, you know yeah like the cold reading kind of thing it's just and um and uh it's like the south South park episode with john edward where he's like i'm getting a a book yeah a a a a (laughs) and they talk about the um they do these like seances and apparently there's this ectoplasm and the ectoplasm like comes out of the medium's mouth and it's the energy for the fucking spirits so you are conning people so hard people just pay to believe it and they were interviewing this guy like who's going from like medium to medium like oh you know i just i'm just waiting for someone to prove to me that it's real i mean i kind of don't believe it dude you're spending thousands of dollars to be, uh, to be it's, so, it's so sad are there any more of those like the john edward guy was pretty famous in his day and then south park kind of just like wrecked i don't know him. who john edward i don't know is. i don't know how much they had to do with that john edward this is like back in the like, i guess late 90s or something uh and he was just like a really famous one of those guys who would do would do exactly that, that cold reading thing and like you know get people to like think that they're communicating with their dead relatives basically just like yeah. like, like preying on vulnerable people hor- vulnerable people yeah. it's like so unethical it's crazy um but like people want to believe I, man i mean it would be a lot of that's it, it seems like there's something you know lots that we're not aware of but i don't think oh, that yeah, like for sure dead grandparents are like always hanging around you waiting to like communicate to you that they love you that's always the 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 end result is like they want to tell you that they're doing okay and that they love you my my guess is that it's slightly more complex than that yeah in this in the same Um, series the last episode and like it's it's anecdotal right but the last episode was about reincarnation and Mm -hmm. they uh, specifically about kids who like you know before usually before they turn like five or six years old um will say shit like i remember being john smith with my old mommy and like they do these like double blind tests where they like you know they like they're googling like oh shit turns out 
you know, there was this kid who like was having all these like night terrors when he was three about like crashing in an army plane. And they like, he was saying names of like, like, Oh, my name was, you know, Edward Dixon. And my friend's name was John (laughs) da da da. And like, they look it up and it turns out there's like, these are real people. And like, there was like too many coincidences for it to be. I mean, I don't know. So like, is the actual answer like this guy, who crashed his plane and died then was reincarnated as this little boy maybe i don't know yeah i mean you'd have to you know you know you'd have to look into it i i don't fucking know like i'm always skeptical into of those it. tv shows and things because you can you don't know what you're seeing or who's lying or whatever yeah, I but, um, I want to is there any is there any like supernatural stuff like that that you actually do believe in i don't know man i mean i've had some some I mean, of course, like we don't know, like, oh, like, uh, like, uh, psychedelic experiences that have changed me even as a sober person to kind of, you know, I don't know, open my eyes and mind to feeling like this is does this weird twitch every, every four <laughs> hours. You just got a weird like, jerky twitch. Yeah. And yeah. Like... And I, I, my driver's license was revoked cause I can't, you know, I just see, <laughs> I see unicorns and marshmallows, man. But, uh, no, I don't know. The, um. I'm I I really have been deep into uh kind of UFO shit the past 4 years since we stopped talking on the so podcast. What's, um, what's what's the then you went really hard because you had no outlet. Uh <laughs> no. What's the what's the wasn't there like some addendum to uh sorry. Excuse excuse me. Where this is a very um polite podcast and I apologize. Um, wasn't there like a bill that was passed just recently? Yeah, so that's bunk of like of of them like like the CIA has to release all of their info about UFOs. Yeah, so hidden in the COVID relief bill that they passed. The COVID relief. It was the COVID yeah. relief bill. That's what it was. There was yeah, a, yeah. an ultimatum of 180 days that they gave um, to the CIA to release to Congress what they know about UFOs. So. There's multiple levels so, to so that. Just like so, just AOC knows about that. <laughs> yeah, and so, but 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 who's to say if you know the CIA is supposedly the arbiter of of truth on this topic? If 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 you if someone told me that I had to tell you everything that I knew about something, I'd just tell you one percent and say that's all I knew. You know, right. so like they can just, no say, they can just say whatever they can just yeah. say whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. So then, what's the what is that? Why was that? Th- it's so weird. Like, why was that a I, thing? I don't know. A lot of people in the UFO sphere, um, Bob Lazar. Well, yeah, he's an interesting cat. But there, you know, there's a big thing recently about uh, kind of this slow drip disclosure thing. The idea being mm-hmm. that like. Okay. Like slowly normalize, normalize it. the idea of UFOs so we all don't get like a barrage of yeah. information and like have a nervous exactly. breakdown as a society. Exactly. However, there's an alternative to that. There's It'd be funny if in the middle of in the middle of COVID they dropped like all of the deep, deep knowledge <laughs> of like a long term relationship with, with extraterrestrials. Yeah. Like as if things couldn't get weirder. But that would be kind of the perfect time to do it. You know, because everyone's kind of at a hundred. Yeah, terms the, the they, twenty-four they hour news cycle. Well, it. dude, fuck. What, yeah. what was it in twenty seventeen? They released the that footage, the Go Fast and the Gimbal video, 
um, you know, that the, that the Navy had. The fucking New York Times was po- posting videos like, holy shit. The, I don't know anything about that. What is that? So did you, it's like a black and white video and the audio is really, you, you, you know, it's like, hey, what is that? Oh my gosh. What is that thing? You've never seen this video? The New York Times no. released it. Anyway. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Yeah, coming right up. Anyway, this um, uh, David Fravor, this like c- uh, commander. Oh, Fravor. I've heard yeah. that name on the Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Him. He's been around the circuit <laughs> and all that shit. Anyway, yeah. that, that he's, like a, he's like a pilot, right? Yeah. He, yeah, he yeah. was a Hornet pilot. And yeah, he said, it was like, it wasn't just, hey, I saw this thing and it was weird. It was like a full, like couple weeks it was on radar. These things were on radar. And then this like five to six minute experience that he and two other people, two other pilots had. There's a video of it. It's just, uh, it's pretty fucking yeah, wacky. Yeah, yeah. But there's a conspiracy on top of this conspiracy uh, called Project Bluebeam. The idea being that they're, doing this slow drip disclosure but it's all fake and what they're going to do is some fake alien invasion so that then they can enact the one world government and say uh you know all your rights are gone and uh we have to protect you from the aliens you know i've been i've been not i feel like every time people start talking about conspiracies there's like a li- there's like a like a disclaimer that you give where you're like, well, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, right? But you got to like this, but this. So here's me doing that. I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but the whole one world government technocracy, I think, is kind of real, and it's not even a. It's like a pretty. It's on the. It's. Yeah, it's not even that really hidden. No. Like it's just kind of where where we're going. Yeah, and it's and it's depressing. Like, I don't know. And it's kind of already done, I guess. And we're all kind of living in the brave new world in a way, I guess. But is it, I, yeah, I, I don't know. And I just, how... and like, like the whole COVID thing, just in terms of allowing, you know, governments and corporations to have all this power, just entrenched it. Like, I don't think, obviously, don't think COVID is fake or like a conspiracy, but I think it's like, it's like 9 11. It's like, opportunistic all these people all these people were like fuck yeah yeah this is our <laughs> let's chance. not let this up let's not let's not get let a good tragedy go to where what is that phrase uh, a good a good disaster go to whatever yeah, it is, yeah. go to waste you know? yeah i don't know but like what's so it's interesting though because the the whole one world government thing if you take it on like a benign level and consider it as like you know, uniting the world as one, you know, oneness and unity and, you know, world peace kind yeah. of thing. This all seems like a good idea, but well, it's like the European Union. It's just kind of like it's like a like like one country or one union of countries with one currency. And it's just it's not that it's like bad. It's probably in fact, it's probably we're headed for a much more stable world if that's the case, you know. Like it's much more stable, but it's also then it's just like much more kind of drab. Well, it's kind, it's antithetical and... to what humanity is. It's like even even yeah. even a country doesn't really make sense right now. Like look at the states; like they're not united states. Like how how are you then supposed to have, you know, the entire? You don't want the entire world to be the same under one under one roof. Yeah. That's what I've been saying. Like this, the United States needs to get a divorce from itself. Yeah. Like, 
they're i'm not the first one to say this but it's like it's like they're in a bad marriage <laughs> then they need to get out like like if you were talking if the states was going to you for advice and you're like friends with with both of yeah. them <laughs> all 50 of them you were uh, you'd be you'd be like well but no 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 like both, both parties them, like the fucking yeah. north and the south okay, like sure. or like the you know the fucking like extremes of liberals and extremes yeah. of 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 conser- like republican conservative whatever um you'd be like i love both of you you both have a lot of good qualities you both you know you both have your flaws but i think you're just good not people on together. both sides yeah and like you've both you've both kind of done shitty things like i think one side might be slightly more abusive than the other but you know, i think you just bring out the worst in each other you yeah. know and i think you just start either I, I don't see a way that because people in the states just like and i guess in canada too but canada's just more sm- smaller so it's just like you know there's 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 the same sort of divide in canada too but canada's just such a like kind of chill country in general that it never really passive aggressive that. It's like a little passive aggressive, but it's also big enough and the population small enough that you just are able to kind of not really interact. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have, we don't have this, think of ourselves on this big global scale, really, like culturally, kind of. Or we don't have a big, we don't have a big ego, I guess, as a people. Yeah. You know? But in the States, it's like, both, like, there's two sides that live in completely different, complete, utter realities. Yeah. It's not, it's and not the same world. It's 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 not the same reality. Yeah. It's like you both you don't even. It's not that you disagree. It's that you like fundamentally view the world differently. Well, how much of that though do you think is just the internet doing its job at kind of amplifying these voices, the 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 vocal minorities on both sides? I think I think it's probably I think that's probably most of it. I think it's that's probably most of it. And it's not just the internet. It's I think it's just the it's like the mainstream media in general. Yeah. And just but it's but it is there is something to the like cultural narrative that's playing out. And it, which of course is being told through the media and through podcasts and through But it is it is strange though that that it's it it's two polar opposites you know with obviously some gray zone in the middle but like you'd think maybe more naturally it would be like well you know we're this country and some people have you know some different ideas but they want to move in similar directions but it really seems like what's happening in the states and kind of this seems to be the you know the the peak of what's been happening for a while is just the complete opposite uh, like the, their ideals are are the complete opposite like like an yeah, on an issue like it, abortion for instance it's like yeah and it's these weird issues that are all like the same like or not the same like the like different issue weirdly different issues that se- suppose seem to have nothing to do with each other and that and yet you can kind of count that one person on one side is going to think this 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 and this along a line yeah. and then the other side is going to think this along a line it's like these like it's like global warming abortion taxes um taxes covid weirdly um but i guess you know, i guess everything's I know, been politicized economy, freedom politicized yeah yeah but it's to the point where like science it's like and it what what it's like people are like like you, you know these people just don't believe the science and it's like they just are they're scientists who will just say anything you can get scientists to say what you want. Yeah. So from their perspective, they're they're just believing the science that they want. What's the problem is that 
even this like science itself like i guess somehow through the ac- academia or or what is somehow both sides are able to view it as as politicized it's like oh this isn't the science that i want to hear so that just must be some like 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 right-wing funded thing or like oh that's not the science that i hear that must be some left-wing funded study that's showing what i want you to 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 hear and see and it's like we don't even i guess but i feel like that's bullshit i feel and maybe it's because i'm in my own bubble i'm on my own left-handed bubble here but like it's i don't know it seems like most of the arguments that come from kind of that camp about science like well there are scientists that say that global warming isn't happening it just seems like it's they're 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 yeah but then but then you get muddy and it's not that there's scientists that are saying it's not happening they're just saying like okay there is a warming but how much of it is actually caused by humans and and you just get into the weeds i know but that's that's what's so fucking depressing it's like it's like the frog in the water the the frog in the boiling water thing you know that 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 kind of i guess allegory but i think i learned about it in fucking junior high but like if you put a frog in water room temperature water and or sorry if you drop a frog in boiling water it'll hop right out because like oh fuck that's hot but if you put a frog in room temperature water and slowly heat it up till the point that it's boiling it just stays in there and boils itself to death it's like these slow changes are so hard to grasp like for a frog (laughs) sure but then you look at like the collective human consciousness it's like like are we gonna look back in the fucking dust of this planet and be like well shit i mean we didn't really uh, why didn't you stop any of this well it's like well because we didn't really couldn't really agree and uh you know we didn't want really rich people to not be so really rich anymore like what well i mean i mean sure but like the problem like i have friends of friends of mine who are like I'll, i'll like be eating a steak and they'll be like you realize that uh, you know the the meat industry is causing global warming, and you're you by you eating that steak, you're like you're like basically like destroying our future as a, <laughs> as a species. And I'm like, okay, first of all, <laughs> this steak was stolen. Yeah. <laughs> second of so that's my form of protest. Yes. <clears throat> uh, second of all, uh, I hope you to- you've told your partner that you're not having children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, I assume you guys have had that conversation because having a, a child is by like several, several <laughs> orders of magnitude the worst thing you can do for the environment. So and when was the last I'm time you bought you guys on Amazon have, where something came I'm over? Sure, you guys have had that conversation. Third, third of all, stop. Like, what I hate, it drives me nuts is put all of this being put on the like a work like the working class. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's like. Oh, now it's our job to save the planet? No. Meanwhile, who actually has the power here? Fucking all the corporations and all of these government officials that pass laws in favor of the corporations. So, like, what the fuck? Me? I'm not... What am I going to do? Not eat a steak and all of a sudden... And then we were saved. Like, no. this vegetarian movement is going to, like, make waves. It's like, just look at China, yeah. dude. This is, this is like, why just I border look, on don't nihilism, even, man. Because you're... I know. You can't, I, can't I, I see no way around it. From an know? individual perspective. And that's... It's you're right. It's it's a total bullshit move to try to place the responsibility on. Oh well, just don't 
don't use plastic straws and then you know this will help or like you know turn make sure it's you like you watched one video yeah. of a straw being yanked out of a turtle's yeah. nose and like the, the like changed the world yeah no it's a it's a <laughs> distraction and it works really fucking well because the yeah. you know fucking cargo ships in the atlantic is something like I don't know what the percentage is, so who fucking knows, but it's a significant percentage in, you know, total carbon emissions globally. It's it's fucking shipping containers. It's the, you know, the fossil fuel industry. Like, listen, man, if I had the option, if I was given an alternative to a steak that was, you know, I, I tried, Sarah and I are... are you know, we we use this thing called Lufa, which is like a this kind of um, grocery delivery service, and and they source all of their stuff from kind of local Quebec farms. And you isn't can that learn. what you use to like? Isn't that what you? Isn't that what you use to like wash yourself in the shower? Yeah, it's a weird name. It's a weird name. Is that actually what that thing is called? It's a Lufa. Yeah, I, but I think like the, the spongy, I think the ass the spongy washer thing in the shower. is L O O F A. This is L U F A. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, okay. But um, okay, you know, going. so it's like. I hate looking at the bill because it's like, you know, I'll get a chicken and it's like fucking $22 and it's this tiny little chicken, but it's like, you know, you read about the farm and where it grew up and da da da. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's cool. That is cool. Sure. But like, that's, that's me trying. But if I was given an alternative to say chicken or if you could give me lab grown meat that was not going to break the bank for me because I'm not a fucking wealthy person, then I'll take that, you know? And so, or if you, you know, if you mandate laws, I think legislation plays a big part in changing these things. You know, if you can't use cell plastic bags, I'm not going to use them. You know, like I, as a consumer, Mm -hmm. if, if I could afford to just only have, you know, non slave labored chocolate and like non sweatshop shoes, Fuck yeah, I'd do that if I could afford it, but I'm not given too many alternatives. So as somebody who's, like I said, not wealthy, you got to fucking pick and choose, man. Like, it's really, it's really pick, hard. You got you to pick, you got to pick your battles, you know, like you, like, and, and just the idea that it's, you know, you think about like all of the fossil fuels that are causing, you think it's like you driving your car. It's like, it's like, okay, you can look collectively at like all the car drivers of the world and you're part of that. But then like, that is like nothing compared to just like fucking all of the like, like industry and like, like everything. Like it's, it's (sighs) the, the singular issue of our time. And I think it's always been this. And I don't think, I don't think it's a, you know, an oversimplification to say. I think it's greed. Greed is the issue. All of our systemic problems, I think, stem from one thing, and that's fucking greed. People are greedy, and if people weren't so greedy, then maybe you'd have, you know, the utopic kind of idealized version of communism and everybody would be living happily ever after but people are greedy. So it's so funny. It's it's so funny being like kind of a, you know, working class kind of like artist class whatever type person where it's like i haven't accumulated enough wealth to really experience the sin of greed i've kind of done all the other ones like lust and sloth and wrath not really wrath i don't know not very wrathful but i'll kick something once in a while (laughs) when i'm by myself i don't know um but um 
when you get angry it's just kind of like, you're like I'm gonna fucking eat you I'm gonna munch you up yeah um you <clears throat> see I think it, it, we should this is why we it was ejaculations podcast this is actually a good well I think Cumtown uh, stole our gimmick well, I, you know what's funny about that? I was like, this is okay. Now, you know, Come Town is like one of the biggest podcasts ever. And like, like we can't, now we can't have a podcast called Ejaculations because people will think we're just we're copying them Come Town. And like, there's a, like, how many like Come Town clone shows must there be? Yeah. Like, so many. Yeah. Uh, where it's like people who think they can just do Come Town when you like, you can't, you can't. Like, that, that like Nick Mullen, I don't know. Have, have, you, have, you been, have you been listening to much Come Town? I don't listen to it that often. From from what I hear, I need to be in the right mood for it. It's not just something yeah, I'm going to put on when I walk the dog in the morning. Uh, I know, I know. I've kind of, I, I'll go down, I'll go down rabbit holes with, with podcasts that I'll, like, get addicted to them and, like, will want nothing and, like, will just binge podcasts. Like, I kind of did that with Come Town. Um, what's actually best is their, the clips that are on YouTube of, like, their best bits. Okay. Because unless you're kind of into the rhythm of the show and you like their like the general atmosphere yeah. of it, which I can see why a lot of people don't, or like why you might not be in the mood for yeah. it or whatever, like I get that. Like I kind of enjoy it. Like I just kind of like the infantile, like um, fucking stupid, like fourteen year old boy <laughs> yeah. humor of it. I kind of, I, I, it, it, to me, it's nostalgic. Yeah. Um, but uh, they actually, like, it must be just their fans who like compile their best bits and just put them on YouTube. Yeah. And sometimes we'll like edit video to it. But anyway, like you couldn't have that show without the like the talent of Nick Mullen. Like he's actually just an amazing comedian. And the other two guys are kind of there as kind of like him to for him to bounce off of. And they're 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 funny in their own right. But like at the end of the day, it's Nick doing riffs to right. these two other guys who are mostly just like laughing at him. That's kind of the whole show. It's so good though, man. Um, but it's fucking hilarious. And like the shit that go like the like the, the, the I was listening to one today where he was like where he was like it's like he was doing a Regis Philbin impression of like a fake game show show called Who Wants to Come, <laughs> and it's Regis Philbin like just listing off fantasies while he's jerking you off, trying to make you come, and if you come, you win. And it's just Nick Mullen like doing this insane riff, and I'm like, this is a fucking amazing, you know? <laughs> but like, it's so it's like so out there and like so fucking ridiculous and like obscene and like it just it goes beyond like anything I've heard, you know? And I I love it. And then, but like the superficial uh, quality of that show is like just like three dumb friends hanging out, yeah. you know. So obviously this, and it's and it's so successful. Like their Patreon makes like fifty grand a That's month or so something. Fucking insane! <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's so and fucking crazy. Yeah. No, Maybe and, we should and change our ads, name back. And and they sell and they sell merch. Uh, <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know, but um, <laughs> but the, but then it's it spawns all of these uh, other podcasts that think they can just do that, yeah. and so I and I feel like I go back and listen to our old episodes, and I'm like, oh, we're not even anything like Come Town, no, because it's we're we're they're ejaculated, they're just like making crass like racist jokes. Um, well, which I love, and I think, but like it's basically most of the episodes are either uh, it's like you and us like <laughs> like giving each other therapy. But, well, I mean, but the, and <laughs> or this is or it. talking about like the state of the world. Yeah, and th- th- that's that's our niche. That's our niche. Yeah. I think what they do, it's, and, we're very we're very earnest on Mike. We're like it's very much about like our feelings and like. <laughs> I think that's what's special about it, and I think from what little I've heard of Come Town, I think they do the. Um, kind of you know every man kind of three guys in a basement high and talking bit 
I think that, yeah, there's a, it, it is very natural, but I think there's like, there's more, I think it's more, um, in, intentional or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It just seems like they're like skilled at making it seem easy. I think, I, I think what it is, uh, I, no, I think, no, I think you're right. I think it's, I think it probably, I think it started out quite organically but then once it, because they've done like upwards of like 400 episodes or something. That's crazy. And so I think they've found, uh, not maybe formula is not the right word, but they kind of a formula for it. Like they don't really talk about, there's certain things they never talk about. Um, like what? The one, the one time they kind of get serious was like the episode after the, after Donald Trump's election oh. where like Stav and Adam were kind of like genuinely um, like shook and like you adam started like going off on on his politics and stuff and and but like they were always constantly like uh like where are the jokes where are the jokes where are the jokes <laughs> like they're they're constantly trying to be funny yeah. like and uh, usually those type of podcasts really bug me cuz they just seem disingenuous right. and like and usually just not funny yeah. at the end of the day like but just because it's because of, and honestly i think it's i'm just a nick mullen fan right. like i've kind of gotten into his whole comedic um oeuvre i'm gonna try to listen to more of it because i i i started listening to it right when i made a conscious effort to to listen to less podcasts because i was finding myself you know i've got my airpods and i'm like you know i take you know, runs with the dog in the morning and i was finding that i was just I'd never have my own voice in my head. I just always had other I people's know, voice yeah. in my head. And like, I would, you, you get it, you get kind of reliant on well, it. To, weird dude, it, it was like, it yeah. was like, you know, when I was smoking, leaving the house without a pack of cigarettes, I was like, Oh fuck. Like I'm actually going to turn around and go get yeah, it. Or like, or like leaving, God forbid, leaving your house without your phone or yeah, something. Yeah. And so like, you know, and it's one of those things where, like, you do it, and then you're like, "I don't have my phone. I'm gonna work through this." And then you tell your friends later, you're like, "I, I had, didn't have my phone today, and it felt amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just like, now this is an exhilarating experience for our." You don't culture. text somebody back, and you say, "Sorry, I didn't have my phone." It's like, no, I, I actually didn't have my phone. You can't use that yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. anymore. You know, I, no. I, I realized I have, you know, I have an Apple Watch because I use it for running, and and I'm just a fucking techno slut. But I be. The, I, the people who know that I have this thing on my wrist, I can't tell them that I missed anything. It's like, oh, I didn't have my phone on me. It's like, I have fucking text messages glued to my veins, really. Yeah, that's... I think I think what I try to do is... And it's hard, but it's like, I try to not... Just be fine. Just decide to not text someone back right away and just be like, that's allowed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I mean? I don't. Well, and like, if if you're mad at me for not texting you back right away because you think you know, you know, he got no, the text. Fuck you. It's like, it's like, okay, that's your problem. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I, well, sometimes I push the limit a little bit. Like, I'll get a, I'll get a Facebook message and <laughs> then like, like days, no, later. like, like weeks to a month, I'll be, like, you know, be like, good. Yeah. Well, and also you? you just, you also, you just, you just forget. It's like, yeah. Well, no, for for me, it's not that I forget. I don't know. I think it's a. I think it's a symptom of anxiety. There's so anxiety. many angry people that Evan Evan knows right now. <laughs> well, who are like, no, not angry, but like, listen. I mean, I'm kidding. I I I. I don't know. Without without, well, I'm just gonna fucking say it. Like I I I get a lot of. 
texts and a lot of messages. I've got my toe dipped. You're a busy into, guy. Well, not even busy. Just like I don't you're know. Popular. You're all of it. You're spread out. You sure. Got a, you got I'm, a lot I'm of spread. Like fucking. You got a lot going on. You got a plate. Jam in on yeah. toast. Or yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but it gets like I don't know. It gets overwhelming. And like if I'm, I I went off my. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. Like in the last. In the five year update portion, um, I went on. That we did like two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> I got, uh, I, I went on medication for my ADHD and it's been fucking awesome and a life changer. And holy shit, I can't believe it took me that long to just, you know, s- start treating it properly. Um, but I went off of it for almost a month, a few months ago. Uh, in order to help me quit smoking, because like it, it's a stimulant, and like I, it was just, I was smoking like over a pack a day, and there was this kind of. Uh, what is it about stimulants that make you want to? I don't fucking know. Well, so w- in particular with with um uh like stimulants for treating ADHD, essentially is it is it like amphetamines? Is, is it? Is it's it just an like amphetamine. Yeah, it's an amphetamine. You? And did you, um, by the way, did you listen to the Carl Hart? the new carl hart to rogan episode no not the new one it's it's great it's yeah great. it's on uh it, I, I love carl yeah, because he's just like he's like yeah i just do heroin every day man it makes <laughs> me a better person yeah no he's no bullshit <laughs> but no with, with with adhd you know the the essentially um and it's it, sure it's a spectrum but like one of the the main contributors is uh, a lack of norepinephrine um and so like your 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 dopamine it is not produced properly. So you're always looking for it. That's why, you know, drug abuse is, is big time in folks with ADHD. And, uh, the, it's funny though. Like when I first went to, um, to get diagnosed, um, you know, some of the questions they're asking, like, uh, you know, have you ever done, you know, cocaine or speed or da, 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 da. One of the questions was, you know, when you take cocaine or speed, does it actually like make you feel more calm? And I was like, well, yeah, and like that's not how it's We're supposed like, that's not to the make normal. you feel. <laughs> like, what? and just thinking back to like all the parties we'd like go to, and or, or like just being at the hive or whatever, and just like railing speed and be like, ah, this is nice. It's like no, that's not what speed's supposed to do. That that kind of like put me at a baseline. But anyway, with the, with the cigarettes, it's um, like when I'm on the the medication. Like my, my body's still telling me like, oh, you need like, you need this kind of hit of, of dopamine. And by, you're basically kind of falling into this routine where you think that cigarettes are giving you that hit, which is true, but you don't, you don't need it. You're, you're, you're kind of reuptaking it with your, with your medication, but it's this But it's almost like it's, it must, it must be something like when you're in that state, like I, that just kind of triggers um like a like that that whatever that craving yeah. is for a cigarette yeah. you know like and i sometimes will experience it you know if i've had a few drinks and i see someone smoking i'm like ooh, a cigarette just looks like the fucking best thing yeah. right now and you have that you have that like ooh, i, I want that yeah. you know like i'm not you know obviously like uh, as addicted to uh, don't have the brain you have and i'm not i don't you know i've never been like a like a heavy like addicted smoker yeah. or anything but i i've definitely experienced that craving yeah. so it must be something like when you I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. It's like it's like a it's you, like you, a it's like this weird chemical correlation. Do you, is it? But is it like you have like that whatever that craving feeling is? 
you, you just have that when like during the day or whenever like it, whenever it, you t- buy is it the same is it the same thing or you're just like oh no i need a cigarette because it'll make me feel better or whatever? no it's not even to make me feel better it was just by the you know right before i i went off for a while it was just constant it was just like i the way that my day was structured was you know i'll take the dog for a walk in the morning and I'll have two cigarettes and then I'll have my first meeting at work and then I'll have a cigarette and then I'll like go into an hour long demo, but I need a cigarette to like amp me up for the demo. And then I need a cigarette to, in order to like calm me down from the demo. And then between demos, the next one I got a rep, like it was just kind of this routine. And what was so weird though, is that like nicotine is chemically addictive but when I would forget to take my pill or if I would just not do it for the weekend, I had zero desire. So like if I had taken my pill in the morning, Weird. I'd but smoke like 10 cigarettes. Sh- you were into smoking anyway. Sure. But that was like, you know, a few a day, sometimes no, especially if I was hungover right, or if right. I was at a party. Sure. I'm chain smoking and doing whatever. <laughs> but the, the, like it was you hear people like quitting smoking is the hardest thing they've ever done and da da da. They're always thinking about it. All I had to do mm. is just not take my medication. And I had zero desire to smoke cigarettes. Absolutely zero. Not a single point when I wasn't on my medication, what, what did I want to smoke? And so then so being off of That's that, so weird. I think sort of tempered whatever kind of buildup of nicotine I had in my body or whatever. Um, so it's better now. I like, I, you're off meds now, right? No, I'm I'm back on. Well, you're back yeah, on. As of so a now are you weeks. now are you like smoking a bunch? This is the the jewel thing. This is kind of the, oh. the the next best thing. It's kind of just not as good though, is it? Um, it's kind of made me realize it's it's. I always told myself it's like oh I like the ritual of smoking. I like the smell. I like the taste. But then after a couple weeks off it. It's fucking disgusting. And like if I would go like Elise would come over or like, you know, Vanessa would come over <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, you want to smoke? Like, yeah, sure. I'll have a cigarette. And then like y- you realize how much you s- your entire body smells like, fuck, I smell <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that all the time. Every time I went over to somebody's house that didn't smoke, I'm like the fucking smoke cloud man. Like, that's not yeah, good. I, I, I never quite saw you that way. I... I never really smelled you. Plus, we were all smoking, kind of, to a yeah. degree or another. So, uh, whatever. I wouldn't. Well, dude, I'm telling you, but, like, but the, it, it got. It, but you know, but but for me, but for me though, it was like it was very night and day. It was like yeah. I'll have. I would have like back in the day. I would have had. I would have like a couple drinks. I would see someone smoking and be like, I, I want a cigarette. I want like that. Just looks like the greatest thing yeah. ever. And then and then you know I might like buy a pack or smoke a few from bottom off people, whatever. And then. Uh, and then the next morning I would like throughout that whole day, I would like that, like the idea, like I would light one up and be like, this literally is like making me ill. Yeah. Like, I don't, this is like, <laughs> disgusting. And like, we would like, smoke a lot in the old studio when we were podcasting. When we were, po- but we were also, that was the thing we were also drinking. Yeah. Well, you know what? One thing that still gets me is if I have like a phone call. If I it, like, if it's a random phone call and I just take the call, whatever. But if it's like, hey, I'm gonna call you at this time, and like, I have to pace, I have to be standing and pacing, and like, I just want to smoke while I'm talking. And like, there's something to be said about nicotine as the drug, regardless of how you're, what method you're using to to bring it in. 
It's like I once, you, I once, I once took some nicotine gum from this ca- uh, cast made of it's mine. It's wild. Some play I was doing. I was like, it made me feel so sick, dude. It's like I the first cigarette like you've ever terrible. had. Except not even because it's like you're chewing gum. It's like there's no. At least but with wait, cigarettes, were you just like, chewing something... it like a piece of gum? Yeah. Okay, that's the issue. I did that once too. How, what are you supposed? To, how are you supposed? So to you do know it? the old Nicorette slogan: "Bite, bite, stop." It's a double entendre oh. where bite, bite, stop even, means stop smoking. No, but it also means like if you read the instructions, you're supposed to chew it twice and then park it. Otherwise, uh, you're getting like know. multiple cigarettes even... worth of nicotine at once. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Actually, I didn't. I I didn't even know that was the slogan for Nicorette. That was just like. I was in a play and somebody just had Nicorette because I guess they were trying to quit yeah. smoking. I was like, oh, let me try the Nicorette. I wonder what that's like. I tried and, at uh, Blizzard's. Um, there was, uh, you know, people were, I don't know, I was pretty lax in terms of, of running that place. And I smoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I smoked. I wanted my employees to be able to smoke because, like, I'm not a do as I say, not as I do kind of guy. And, uh, but anyway, my partner disagreed. He's like, no, nobody can be smoking on shift. No one can smoke on shift. I was like, well, fuck, man. Like, What do you mean? Like, even go outside and smoke? Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you can't, you know, it's what? a bad look to be outside smoking when you're supposed to, you know, you're serving the people that are out there smoking. It's like, my opinion oh, was... Oh, I kind of I get that if you're like a server. Maybe if you're, you're at like a fancy outside. place, but this was kind of, this is just if a you're fucking You're in a bar dent, and you're going you know? out to have a cigarette. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's stupid. But anyway, yeah. so it was like, all of a sudden one day, people who are used to having five or six cigarettes at least in a night told they can't do it anymore and they're surrounded by fucking drunk people so i was like okay listen guys i'll get some nicorette gum you know we'll work through this together (laughs) and uh yeah it was just everybody was just like they were wired on nicotine because they're chewing it like crazy it's an interesting drug nicotine it's it's not something where you feel high but it's it it, it aids in creativity i think like yeah, it helps me. I, I, I see that. Like whenever I'm, you know, trying to write music or if I need to focus mm-hmm. on a project, like Dave, David Lynch talks at length about yeah. this of his like creative process. I wake up and I have a cup of coffee and my first cigarette of the day, and that goes hand in hand with my writing routine. Did you watch the new he, Twin Peaks? No, I'm I'm going through I'm going through old Twin Peaks because I actually never finished the first series i got like halfway through the second season and then, and then bailed but i heard such Me good too. things about the the new one yeah that i'm re-watching the 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 og one to 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 watch it nice yeah um, i i think i probably dipped out a similar point that you did i watched the whole first season loved it second season was kind of not i never watched well, fire walk the, with me either no 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 me neither but it's like the problem it's the it's the it's the uh, sad story it's like they made they basically the network pressured lynch into revealing who the murderer was in the first season early yeah. in the, in the it's no it's like part way through the second season it's like oh, really? it's like maybe five episodes into the second season oh. but then the second season has like twenty episodes. The second <laughs> season actually is actually like two seasons because right. it like you, it kind of takes you up until the murder is solved, and then like the sort of aftermath of that. But then there's like ten more episodes of just like kind of random shit. Have you seen the Instagram um, sign peaks? No, <laughs> it's awesome. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's just a mashup of Seinfeld and Twin Peaks. Oh, that's good. It's really good. It's it's really really good. 
I saw someone sent me a great, uh, <laughs> a great uh, sort of Instagram meme thing where it was like clip from side. It was like people after quarantine is over and it's like the clip from Seinfeld where Kramer bursts into Jerry's apartment and he's like who wants to have some fun and Jerry and George are like I want to have fun and then he's like are you do you really want to have fun or are you just saying you want to have fun and Jerry's like I really want to have fun and George is like I'm just saying I want to have fun yeah I um I don't know how to I mean I mean, I'm feeling kind of, I'm, I feel normal when I'm talking to you or I'm talking to my friends, but like, I don't have, you know, I, I interact with tons of people all day, um, just like over Zoom, but like in person, I haven't talked to somebody that I didn't know in a very long time. That used to be my day to day. I'd, you know, go to the bar and, yeah, you know, it must be weird. We had, uh, this I think I told you last time we had a condo meeting we've got all this brickwork that we've got to do in this place. And so we brought this, um, you brought in, you brought in the Freemasons. Not, no, definitely not free. The expensive Mason. And, uh, my dad made that exact joke oh, today. Really? He's building a fireplace in the basement. <laughs> and he was like, I was like, you're a Freemason. He's like, I'm not a Freemason. I, 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 charge, uh, I charge money. Good one, daddy. <laughs> but yeah, it was me and two, the downstairs neighbors and just like, the Mason is like a, you know, kind of soft-spoken and just, I guess, not very talkative guy. But, like, so many awkward pauses and just like, well, so, yep, what do you think? And I was like, is this normal? Is this not normal? Am I just not exposed as much anymore to talking to people? Like, it just was... Uh, it's gonna be so weird and you know what i'm really not i think looking odds forward are to? this i think uh, evan i think odds are this guy was probably slightly socially awkward oh definitely would, that that's my bad yeah, definitely but like uh, i think the thing that i'm least excited about and that's just inevitable is when if things go back to normal that's the thing they're not they're not sure but i mean at least to a point i got to imagine there's going to be a point where i can have people and shows at my bar and if there is going to be that moment just like the fucking conversation for like months is just going to be like wow that was crazy it's cool to be back here again like i just want to pretend i wish we could just do what like friends did with 9-11 and just like or what, move or what on. our podcast or what our podcast <laughs> did with the trump presidency <laughs> yeah exactly just skip over it skip over it pretend it never yeah. happened well you know that's that is the one upside of uh the the pen their one silver lining of the pandemic is like um you know, unless you're on social media and stuff like that. But, like, at least day-to-day, you don't have to deal with that inevitable conversation of, like, crazy times. It's like, I love not having... At least I don't have to talk to people about yeah. it. You I, know? Still, I, I mean, I find I still do. And it's been, like... I feel like I'm talking to... Like, a lot of people are reaching out. And I'm reaching out to people that... I mean, look what we're doing, man. Like... I, we have the time and like no i want to go back outlet. to talking about daniel johnston but well sure but what i'm saying I'm, is no, like, no no no. i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm, like, I'm kidding i'm kidding the want, the yeah. uh, th- that point that that's always like the first five minutes is just like hey haven't talked to you in a while like yeah things are crazy how are you doing oh i'm doing fine despite the circumstances like <laughs> i, mean, what, I, mean, I guess I what else are you kill gonna say? myself kill me kill me yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, I just kill me, kill me. <clears throat> no, I don't know. I mean, to all all bullshit aside, I'm I feel very lucky to you know be riding this out as well as possible. Really, got a good job. Yeah, you fucking bought a house. Fuck yeah, and like yeah. What else can I say? I'm bored. I see some people who seem to be doing... That's the thing. That's what I'm feeling now more than anything. And I haven't I haven't felt it most of the pandemic until now. Where now I'm starting to feel fucking bored. And I think it's a lot of just being out west. like Yeah. And just like bored and lonely. And like... Blah. How long have you like, been out there? Uh, I've been, uh, I was out here December 5th. Oh shit. You've been out there for a while. Been out there for a while. And I'm kind of just riding it out just cause Ontario is so fucked. And I'm what do you want? Like, um, like, uh, like near, uh, like Pemberton Ave and 20th street, West 20th street. <laughs> I'm in right now. I'm in North Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's right. You know, I still have your you- location on my phone. Did I? What did I? How did that? Ha- did I share my location with you? You shared your location. I think last time you were in Montreal. Um, oh, that makes sense. But uh, I, I, th- I think it's nice. I, yeah. We, uh, you know what? I'm like. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to have. I share my location with Sarah, just so we can like know where each other are, like when we're coming home, so I can know when to like, you know stop jerking it or you know put dinner on um but also like Mm -hmm. i don't know if i fall down a manhole or something it's good to know that somebody at least knows where i was you know yeah that's a good that's a good practice so save save the cops some time if you die i I guess i guess fuck cops but sure or not the not the fine not the cop whatever yeah, fuck the cop fuck but like you know what cops. I mean like just the people who are looking for exactly. you exactly who are probably gonna be the cops <laughs> yeah. like yeah um yeah um that's location the location yeah um what were we just what were we just talking about who cares I feel weird because you've got this cool setup where your like pop screens curving over top and your mic's coming up from the bottom and I can see your face but I feel like I've just got like a do you care? Uh, do you want to do you want to know something funny? What? I've only been staring at the waveform of logic this entire time. <laughs> yeah. FaceTime is behind <laughs> that window. Nice. <laughs> I've been more self-conscious about it's been a nice little distraction cuz usually um uh, you know, you look at FaceTime and you're like, "Ooh, does my hair look cool or whatever?" It looks cool. Uh and then and then uh, you know, and but uh, now I'm like paying attention to like if stuff is clipping or not, which is like I feel more professional. You were saying at the beginning, but it's of the also call, pretty. It's also pretty mindless. This is yeah. so much better than last time. It it's like so oh high fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, which makes me kind yeah. of anxious. It's like almost like a too good to be true kind of thing. That like when I listen back to it, it's just going to be like. Turns out all that was recorded was like my dog whining or something. But I don't know. It looks okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know why that would be, because I'm recording. Um, no, I mean it's it's, I, it's you know fine. you know what's amazing. I can hear the detail of what your vape sounds like. Through yeah, this setup, I figured that would be which annoying. is kind of amazing. I can hear. No, no, it's not annoying. It's just interesting because I can hear the like the specific yeah, sound. I'm trying of, to do it like of that specific vape. No, I don't. I don't. It kind of makes me jealous. I wish I had a vape. 
Did you um, um did you listen to the the any of the most recent one? No, I didn't. I felt I felt a little a little like apprehensive to listen back. It was it did, wasn't honestly, as bad as I honestly, I, I honestly didn't be. I didn't feel great about that episode, Me neither. but Yeah. I I um I didn't have any beer, so I was just I got really pretty drunk on bourbon. Um I just I honestly I felt rusty and all the technical difficulties were getting to me. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But um if you listen back, I there I, I ended up having to do some pretty heavy gating. So I'd mm. like your opinion on that cuz like it's it's I don't know. I don't know if I'm being too particular, but um th- there's some points you know what are are all of the Ejack episodes and this is a testament to your ability as a, as an audio technician are like miles above even professional podcasts it's weird isn't it like i listen to podcasts where it's it sounds like they're literally recording it on two different fucking (laughs) not even phones they're like recording they're literally just recording the what a phone call would sound like from either side and i'll listen to it i'll listen to it the whole thing if the conversation is interesting i I don't care Like I, I once listened to a podcast where it was recorded and they forgot to turn the metronome off. What the fuck podcast was that? It was it was Asa Akira and it was a bar stool <laughs> podcast. It was a it was like a professional podcast called Super Curious, where Asa Akira and um, this other like weird young intern from Barstool would interview random people, and it was it was great. It was it was actually really entertaining. But the whole time um, it was going. But there no 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 there was one. I list there's they, they didn't last very long. There was maybe like uh, ten or fifteen episodes or something. Uh, and then there was there was one episode that where the metronome was on. So for the entire it was like an hour long interview where it was, <laughs> but it was like the Garage Band metronome. Oh, uh, so every four was, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I listened. I listened to the entire thing because I was a completionist, and I and I, I kind of got used to it. And uh, I wanted to. I wanted to hear the episode. You know, completionist. So, um, do you? Do you? Do you? You don't. You're not a gamer, eh? N- no, I kind of got into Call of Duty over the uh, pandemic a little <laughs> bit because my roommates have a PS4. Nice. Um, and and my one roommate went through a a, a, a kind of nasty breakup, and so I was like, "Look, I'm not a gamer, but here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna download World War II Call of Duty, yeah. and then just like hang out and have a bunch of like just boy fun together." Oh, you're a good friend. And uh, it was really good. The, the one downside of World War II Call of Duty I learned is that you can only play two player on zombies. Like you can't actually do yeah, a two player camp. Yeah. You can't do a you can't do a two player campaign. That's a Halo's four, baby. Oh wait, speaking of Ugh. speaking of bad breakup, I'll just mention this. Um, Arthur and Corinne broke up. No, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, Dave reached out to me over Instagram like a few months ago. Did I tell you this? Oh god, here we go. All right. <laughs> it was like this, like I don't know, twelve paragraph to, like, thing. Like, hey, I just. Oh wanted- my god! Like, don't you like? Don't you have anything else going on in your life? But you know what? I took some. I took some solace in in my response, and I just said, "All good." What did he say? What did he say? Was he like? Was it like an apology? We don't have to get into it. No, but like, no. Was this, it an this, apology? Well, let's do a throwback here. Let's do a throwback here. Uh, I, I love. I, read honestly, it once. I love reminiscing about the Montreal days. Yeah. Uh, it's. I read you know. it once, and uh, let's see here. Okay, here we go. Uh, this was sent in March. Oh my God! Okay, 
Wait, pre like lockdown or post lockdown? Uh, oh no, sorry. He sent it in February and I responded in March. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> I've been locked down. <laughs> um, okay, I'll just go through it. No black name, no, no shit, no last names. Um, so uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read it here. Hey. <laughs> Evan, it's been a while, and oh I don't God. want to seem like this is coming out of nowhere, but it's been on my mind for a while now, and I think it wrong not to say it. Uh, three paragraph spaces. I'm sorry. Two paragraph spaces. For betraying our budding friendship, f- not being forthright and honest, I and crossing a line that should not be crossed. I've never done anything like that before and never would again. I was tumultuous, distraught, and misguided at the time and acted from that place through selfishness rather than nurturing of our friendship and community. I thought it was powerful, lasting thing between, uh, insert name here, and I, and I let my selfishness guide me rather than my desire to create meaningful connections between us. I don't offer those last sentiments as rationalizations of any kind. You sure? What I did was hurtful and deceitful, and I regret it terribly. Despite myself, I should have nurtured the connection between us all rather than the path I chose. It was, just, it was a huge mistake and one that has undoubtedly permanently damaged our potential to be friends. <laughs> I hope you can forgive me, but if you can't, I understand. Regardless, I have been thinking of it a lot and needed to at least write you to let you know how I feel. A month later, I wrote, it's all good, no hard feelings. That's that's pretty uh, like the like it's one thing to not respond, but like the month later, the like five word response. You know what's that's what's, so, what's funny though is that I just don't <laughs> check my Instagram messages. I like it's not even a thing. Yeah, I have yeah, notifications yeah, yeah, yeah. off, so I was like, oh, there's a little thing up at the top, right? I do kind of. I considered just writing, LOL, um, <laughs> but then I figured like. <laughs> That message that would that, that would imply that you actually kind of are still like I yeah know, I don't know I don't know like the the thing is I've written that I, I message hope he, to I hope someone he never before. hears this I don't know I, uh, I don't know who whatever. cares who cares who cares it's fine I've written that message to someone before like I I've done that I've written countless versions of yeah that exactly I don't know. it's like I know where that comes from and I know but you know what I think the issue is that because I know where that comes from and maybe I'm different and maybe he's different, but when I've written those messages in the past, it wasn't necessarily just coming from a place of trying to, you know, actually apologize. It was more like kind of seeking postmortem validation and forgiveness it's like come on i don't want you to hate me please tell me you don't well, hate it's, me it's 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 post validation it's it's that i think it's i think there is a genuine probably like regret and remorse on his part oh sure but at this point like it's uh, like the idea of like rekindling a friendship <laughs> or make, at the at the end of the day it's about him yes like a message like that like this many years later yeah. is like him unburdening himself of this shame exactly. that he feels, yeah, exactly. which is fine. Sure. But it's like, this kind of doesn't have anything to do with me. No. Like, we're not going to be friends now. No. Like, I'm not like, like, I, you know, if I was, it, there may be some version of this where you're like, it's all good, buddy. Like, what's up? Like, yeah. But like that, I, you say it out loud and you're like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. and it's not even because you harbor any like hard feelings. It's also just like, 
like you have to move on like you have to move on it's also like people just like drift apart and like say that drama with you and whatever didn't happen you probably would have drifted apart anyways (laughs) like he's like he wasn't the kind of guy that was necessarily like a lasting friendship you know so yeah on one hand i want to say like i i appreciate the sentiment but in truth it's more just i guess kind of i don't know freeing to know that i actually don't care i don't i don't i don't totally. say that flippantly yeah. it's literally just like or that, or that you're not like emotionally wrapped up in yeah, it anymore yeah. and yeah 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 which is nice to know but like you know i i hear about that and i'm like i just feel bad for him because i'm like dude you're still dwelling on this like oh man i still dwell on it, sh- there's there's shit that i dwell but on i know to the, but to the point where you're like gonna craft a fucking message about it and like like how many years ago would that happen? Like, I mean, it might be a thing where it's like he's in therapy and he's working through, like, whatever. I no, know. I mean, dude. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna judge. Sure, it's sure. Not... Anyway, you know, it didn't, it, you know, it didn't, uh, it didn't spark any negative or, or you know, weird memories for me. So you know, it didn't trigger me in any way. So that's fine. But it would have been, you know, before. It's <laughs> such a fucked up story. The podcast <laughs> happened. The the and we we. I looked at the the podcast stats. We started this in 2014, so this would have been uh-huh. so what 2013, so or 2013 14. It's 21, like seven, it's like a long seven, fucking, eight years. <laughs> it's a long time. And you're like in your what 40s now? Like <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But like, ah, God bless, God bless. Yeah. I wish, I wish. See, I, 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 I do I'm think Donald of writing Trump those wishing Galen. Sometimes, like there, there's people who I like, but, but yeah, the I reason some, I, I don't do, I some... is is because <sighs> I feel like it's actually more of a service to that person to not bring it up again. You know, if there's things you know, that I, like the only, the only, the only, the only purpose I see that serving is if I'm I'm making a genuine attempt to like rekindle a relationship. Sure. If I think the relationship is over, and I'm like, uh, at the, like I don't know, like there's a certain point when like a relationship is ending where you can be like, you can say your piece, yeah. you know. And sometimes it takes some time to process, and you see things differently. And at a certain point, it's like. At what point are you just kind of like unburdening yourself? That's what it is. I think the and perfect scenario you... is if if you were to run into a person where you were still harboring these regrets about or, you know, you know, uh, misgivings or, or bad feelings. If you were to run into them in a bar or at a party or something and, you know, within the right context, you could just say your piece. That makes sense. But like if you haven't talked in fucking five years, just let let it well, go and the, you know it also it also depends on like what you're talking about like did you did you do something fucked up to them like what kind of peace are you trying to make like are you just trying to like like are you are you, are you do you feel bad because you ended the relationship or like you like cheated on or something like uh, whatever like at a certain point both people know like okay yeah one person did something fucked up and yeah. like, led to this and it like ended this relationship and now like uh, like to some people need closure from like an external source yeah so like it's like so i'm gonna like write this message and send it it's like sometimes you can just give yourself that closure just like ultimately ultimate this is another fucking dan savage lesson i learned is like ultimate closure you give to yourself yes like 
like you just you somehow make peace with that whatever part of you either did something or was had something done too and you're like oh you either say like i've i've learned from this mistake and i'm now a better person or i've learned from life and i'm now like like accepting that certain aspects of life are out of my control yeah and i'm at pete i've made peace with that but like both of those versions of that come from within like you can't go to someone and be like please like like absolve me from (laughs) yeah like my sins it's like at the end of the day like it's like that great line at the end of the crucible where it's like the the um the magistrate that judges you lies within your own heart john proctor it's like what his wife because he basically john proctor like has cheated on his wife with abigail who's like now being it's a fucking amazing play the crucible read the crucible it's great i haven't read um, the crucible very very relevant very relevant to our times um it's like it's like puritan america and like Ooh. john proctor's this like amazing guy who's like <clears throat> um just like a like a strong like working man like very devoted husband very devoted christian but he did have this like one affair with this like young girl one like and they sort of had this relationship and she's like super in love with him because she, she, she he gave her this like you know her first experience of love and like but for him it was kind of this like one-off affair where she, and it's kind of ambiguous whether like she seduced him or vice versa it's like there's a good there's a good amount of kind of like uh gray area there um, when was it written? But it's but it's but it's like cast a shadow over his entire marriage and his wife is who he's like t- super devoted to, but is like very much like his wife, and they're like, you know, living playing out those like classic gender roles that exist because that's how people survived back then. When was it written? You though? know, uh, well, it was written in like the fifties okay. during the like um, it was sort of meant to be an, a bit of an allegory for the like communist witch hunts. Um, like but McCarthyism in, kind of thing, like like yeah. McCarthy is. It was like like in the preface, like Arthur Miller di- like writes like a, exactly why he wrote this play. Right. It's like a direct allegory, but it's set in like 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 um like eighteen hundreds America, mm. and <clears throat> anyway anyway. So this affair Girdles has like cast a shadow has like has like cast a shadow over. But it's like it's like super working class like farmers and shit. Nice. Um, and so, like the, this affair has like cast this shadow over, um, the like their entire marriage, and it's like this whole thing about like, um, whether John Proctor's being punished by his wife, and they go through this whole thing of like naming names, but it's like it's about like the like the Massachusetts like like witch hunt, like the actual witch wow. hunt. Um, <clears throat> and and then, anyway, like, it ends with both of them being imprisoned, and like, you know, Proctor is like super like, um like asking for forgiveness from his wife and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, at the end, there's one, there's one line that she says where he's like, she's like the, the, like the magistrate that judges you is, is your, is wise within your own heart. John Proctor, like Damn. it's, it's like some Damn. cold shit. It's, it's fucking great. Fuck, and like, I miss theater, man. Probably not as much as yeah, you. But yeah. Yeah. Jeez. But the crucible is one of those classic plays that like, it's so it's so good and the writing's so good like it's such big fucking language it's so melodramatic and like fucking like intense and it's dope it's so like so it's like it's like so super serious but it's so it's like it's good enough that it like warrants how serious it is have you seen it performed or have you just read it uh i've seen i've 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 performed in it myself at theater school um and I th- I've seen versions of it 
and, and I've read it. But I remember it was on our like first year of theater school reading list. And we had to play. We had to read like twenty plays, and then we were going to get a test, like, like oh of like plot, plot, yeah. plot points of like just just to see if we read all the plays. Yeah. You know, as like kind of a like a pre-test of like, do you actually want to be here? Right. Can you read these plays? Do you, like, do you, whatever. So, um, <laughs> so Crucible was on the list, but I just I just like the night before the test, I just read all of the spark notes <laughs> from all the plays, yeah, and I, I didn't actually I didn't actually <laughs> read it. Uh, Did it work? I just read, the, and it's it, it was one of the, some of the plays were more obscure that you I, I couldn't find the spark notes, so I actually had to read some of them. Um, that sucks. Um, but it 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 totally worked. Like I, uh, the only question I got wrong on the test was from a play that I actually read, <laughs> and it was just such a confusing play that I didn't I didn't catch the plot point that they were asking about Fuck. on the test. Uh, See, but I was every lucky. single other one. I went to uh, I, w- I went to music college, so this was we had a similar thing in our in our first year where we had to go through a whole bunch of jazz classics, and you know the part part of the exam was they were going to play certain sections of these you know hundred songs that you had to have listened to, and you had to say you know what era was it from and who was the artist and da da da. But this was right at the advent of the iphone app shazam and so i just had shazam (laughs) like tucked it it was in my pants but i had my fly down and i would just shazam and uh aced it it was great i learned nothing no see but that's that's genuine ingenuity which i feel like is a quality that you can't teach (laughs) well it has served you well in in the course of your life this is true it has served me well and like you know if i were to have just gone full natch on you know, going through, you know, jazz guitar studies, I'd probably be playing at the Yardbird Suite in Edmonton, but, you know, I'm, I'm not. I developed a podcast. No, you'd be a fucking loser who knows how to play really good jazz guitar. Yeah. And yeah. you would not, you certainly would not own a home. Well, yeah, um, that's probably fucking true. It's so funny. Like, I, 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 like... The teachers. Wait, but I just sorry. I wanted yeah. to say one last thing about the the Crucible story of not reading. So basically, I I didn't read the Crucible. I got all the questions right, and then and then two years later, we were doing our final year uh, theater presentations, and one of our final productions was it was like it wasn't it wasn't a full production. It was kind of like a like it was like the first production of the season, but it was kind of like what they call test piece, which is like you you don't do a full production with like honest in the in on like a big stage with big lighting design and mm-hmm. costumes and everything. You kind of do more of like a like a studio performance, but you do a full play right. essentially. Um and so our version of that our, our was the Crucible. And so that summer we found out before uh and we were going to do it in September and so I, I actually that summer read the Crucible for the first time. And I was so blown away by it that I started calling up like all my classmates being like, "Dude, have you read the have you read this play <laughs> like yeah it's like it, and, and everyone's like everyone's like yeah we yeah, had to <laughs> yeah it's it we, we first of all we had to also like it's the crucible like dude like and i was like it's like it's like really good this is like plays like a fucking like it's a really good play what is a crucible is that an is that like a an object like a um, tangible thing yeah it's um, it makes me think of like tabernacle it, or or like some kind of religious 
object. It's it's got some religious connotations, I think. I should look this Watch up. This. But it's ba- like the what is the idea a crucible. Wait, 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 wait. No, let me let me let me answer it myself. Okay. I think I know. Okay. It, I think it's it's basically like um like a really hot sort of kiln or something where like you where like metals are melted down oh, and, shit. and like these spark like notes did you well mixed together a crucible is a ceramic or metal container in which metals or other substances may be melted or subjected to very high temperatures i'm starting to see the allegory here while crucibles historically were used <laughs> usually made from clay and can be made from any material okay that's not the important part i think the important part without ever having read this play is um substances may be melted or subjected to very high temperatures very high temperatures pressure right. it's like it's it basically like the whole third act and fourth act is basically just like the greatest courtroom drama you've ever read <sighs> like the most intense melodrama melodramatic and it's arthur Mel- like he's he wrote death of a salesman right. like he's he's one of the greatest american writers playwrights ever did you um, um have you read any cormac mccarthy um I read The Road yeah. and I read uh I read No Country for Old Men until I realized that it was just exactly the movie. <laughs> right. I watched the and movie last I, night and, and then I and then I stopped. Yeah. I, I I saw the movie first and then I and then I was like I should read the book and then I picked up the book and I like literally realized it was like a pl- like, like the movie just is the book. Right. Like it's a straight ahead like um Yeah, I watched it last night. I, Apparently I think it's like a perfect I to, interpretation. I, I had to read um some book for college but i didn't read it anyway but i did read the road the one that everybody read but which is my the one he won i think the pulitzer for maybe or something but but i don't actually think yeah that one's i think his best is supposedly blood blood meridian oh yes i've never read that never read that um have you read it no do you know what it's about oh it was uh i think it's about I think it's about like old timey America. Okay, so I have to um, pee and grab a beer. You left me on um, a very um, awkward. <laughs> I don't even remember what you asked me, but when I was editing the last one, um, you left me on. I a... asked you if is Donald Trump actually racist? Okay, right. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought about. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you with one. Um, okay, while okay. I pee and grab a beer, um, Blood Meridian 2020. What? Uh, it's just a prompt. Okay. Um, Blood Meridian 2020. Okay, so Blood Meridian is a novel by Cormac McCarthy. Um, the only context for Blood Meridian that I actually currently have is uh, a reference to it that they actually made on Cumtown, where um, Nick Mullen thought it was really funny how one of the characters was like, it's like old time. It's like eighteen hundred, like nineteenth century America. It's like I'm gonna take my re- retarded cousin down to Mexico and let people see him for a nickel. And that was like one of the characters that they, in the book. Um, so twenty twenty Blood Meridian. Uh, I, you do it. You couldn't make Blood Meridian today because it sounds like it's kind of too fucked up. Although I guess the Coen Brothers kind of did with the. Um, uh, uh, in um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs with the, the Liam Neeson one where he was going around showing um, the, the, the the amputee uh, who was really good at like saying poetry and Shakespeare and stuff. Um, and then he, 
<laughs> saw the show that was charging people to watch the chicken dance and realized that that made more money than this armless and legless guy reciting Oxymandias to a crowd of people who don't care. Um, and so he throws him in the river. Uh, but before that, he has to like watch him like fuck a guy in a, or a girl and a ho- fuck a guy in a horse. That was that. If the Coen Brothers were brave, that would have been the that would have been the scene. Fuck a guy in a whorehouse because you know it was different times. Um, but uh, I, I thought that was that was a beautiful thing, and it really touched me as a as someone as a theater maker. Um, um, I, I'm, you know, with the growing sensation that my medium is becoming more and more irrelevant, um, and that people are, you know, wanting to just watch chickens dance, uh, then, you know, fuck it, burn it down. I don't care. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking it's fuck theater. It doesn't matter. You know, we don't need theater. Uh, I don't know. I disagree. I disagree too. I'm just, I'm just, ta- I'm, just ta- I'm just talking shit. I, I don't. I was, um, see, uh, we should, we should, we should just, I was going to tell you what I just talked about, but we should ultimately just move on, which we should just move on because it's going to be me recounting what I just said to you, (laughs) uh, which is not fun to listen to. Anyway, um, what's this, uh, is this just a rando, a rando house painting gig or is this something Um, you know? It's so it's a, it's a house that my dad has been my dad's relationship with these clients goes back a long time they uh are people who live on bowen island like where i grew up but they've always kind of been they've had a house this is actually really boring but they've always had houses in vancouver and then they like like ages ago i painted their condo so they could sell it and i guess when they sold that condo they bought this house so now they're renovating this house so so they sound uh, rich uh she's an epidemiologist so She's got some money and uh also is very afraid of COVID. Yeah, my um my downstairs neighbors are both epidemiology professors at McGill. And, and I bet uh, they like don't wear masks and they're like, fuck it, come over. <laughs> well, no, not not to that level, but th- I've definitely been anxious before the full kind of curfew lockdown. We're being How do you how do you feel about the lockdown? Sorry, keep going. No, I mean, it's not important. I mean, we would have, you know, the occasional person from our bubble in, you know, like Eddie's and Austin would come over after work. And I was always anxious, like, oh, shit. Are they going to be like weird about it? Yeah. But I don't know. I think I heard they had somebody over. So who knows? But were you asking what my opinion on the curfew is? What's your opinion on the the curfew, the lockdowns, the COVID, like the whole thing? Like, what's your take? What's your take on it? My take is... It, it's it, it's just the same thing. It's the same frog in the water parable. Nobody gets what's happening and the severity of what's happening because it's such a slow burn. If this was like a, you know, zombie level pandemic, I think people would have figured it out real quick. But because there's this two week incubation period and it just doesn't make any sense. The communication's all whack. The curfew... I don't think it makes sense. I'm biased because I'm a bar owner, but the problem did not lie in bars and restaurants. The problem has, I think, consistently been in schools and in uh, kind of manufacturing and distribution centers. And so 
locking everything down, the numbers are still going up. There's still a problem. So here in Quebec, the one thing that is not shut down is fucking schools. And like this big thing they did for the curfew. So everybody's got to be inside as of 8 p.m. And then the, the thing they did for schools is they said like grade five and six now have to wear masks. Nobody else has to. So like whether or not these kids are actually catching COVID, they're still spreading it around to their fucking families. Like it's well, just that's, not that's the working. the thing I wonder about the school because I've read statistics where it's like, it's like there has not been any cases directly linked to school. And like that's because like kids don't test positive for COVID. I exactly. Think, right. Exactly. But like, but like no one's like a, a, like a, like a case linked to a school case doesn't include like some dad that just got it. And it's like, did he get it from his kid? Did he get it from work? Like, you don't did know. Did he get it from an orange he got at the fucking grocery? Like, did he get it from his, like, laundry detergent that he didn't sanitize? Like, I yeah. don't think. Yeah. It, no, he didn't. And the, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's really that's the, that's, frustrating. It, it's, it's, the other, it's the other thing. It's like, it's also, a, it's also a virus that we don't really understand. It's obviously different than But you know what? We understand viruses. it well enough to know. That if you social distance and wear a mask, then you could probably kick it in the fucking ass. Like, it, that's what's so frustrating for somebody who's taking it seriously. And, in, in, like, the, sure, it, it's not a big deal. Stay at home. Whatever. I've got, I work from home. It's fine. But fuck, man, it's frustrating. Like, it's coming from somewhere. People are catching it. What the fuck's happening? Like it look at yeah. like we're not, you know, we're look at New Zealand, you know, we're sure we're not like a small island. But they were able to get rid of it. They're ha- like they they were having these fucking massive parties. Look at look like, at Japan. No, Japan's they're not doing the, too Japan's... hot right now. Oh, is that right? No, they're not doing too hot. Yeah, they've really kind of spiked up. I think they were a little complacent about it. Um they, but no, but they haven't done shit. Like they barely locked down at all. But yeah. like, but even through everything, like, uh, I don't fucking know. Like, whatever. Well, they like, have they, a culture of of like pre COVID, pre anything. It's like if you're if you feel sick, like, you wear a mask. Of like and, masking, and also yeah. they don't really hug a lot, anyways. No, no, they're a loveless culture. <laughs> Most of them like kill themselves. Anyway, dude, did I tell um, you I fucking I have plane tickets to Japan? I had a whole trip planned for this past September. Oh really? Yeah, we like we, finally we it was gone. like fuck. We're gonna we're gonna go. We're buying our tickets. We booked we booked fucking accommodations. We had the whole three week trip plan, and then that yeah that sucks. I I saw a stat uh, that kind of confirmed what I already kind of assumed was true, which was that um it was like it was um, like COVID cases. Um, in Ontario over the past like last couple of like maybe la- the last like couple of months um, per capita and then, and then it was broken down per like income right and it was like people who made below per it was like per hundred thousand I, I don't remember how what the time period was but it was like it was like per hundred thousand people and like people below thirty thousand dollars a year it was like four it was like over 400 cases yeah and then you you at the and then they, they did a scale of it <clears throat> and then 
at the top was like above people who make $150,000 a year. People who make above $150,000 a year, it was like 42. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, because they don't have to touch <sighs> anybody. They don't have to be. They don't, they don't have to touch anybody. It's like, and anyone. this is this is what um, Slavoj Žižek said from the beginning, which is this whole stay-at-home order. It's like yeah. this is assu- this is assuming that you have a assuming you have a home, yeah, and b assuming you have a home that is safe to stay home in. Yeah, and what people what, what people don't realize, what politicians don't realize, who are who are passing all these stay at home orders, is that vast swaths of the population live in multi generational households mm-hmm. that depend on multi uh, 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 like multiple households for childcare. Yeah, while they w- go out and work for three or four jobs that are all uh, that they either either they either lose as yeah. a result of the pandemic or are are deemed essential they that, they ha- that they yeah. have to go to despite the the risk yeah well look at all the you know all the long-term um care center or lo- workers long-term, like a long-term care is, a bunch of fucking is, a bunch of fucking old people who are dying because they're all dying, jammed together and are but, probably are going to die anyway within the next but, couple but of years the workers is the issue it's like this is what was and, but so then crazy workers, in quebec exactly. yeah, but yeah, also yeah. across the country is that no one is paying these people enough for that to be their only job. So all yeah. these people have to work in multiple in like a, centers. In like a bunch of different ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah in order yeah. to just m- like make ends meet. And so you've got to go from one to the other. So you're just carrying it from yeah. place to place to place. And me- meanwhile, it's I have friends who are like, tragic. Who, who live by themselves and haven't, and don't go like see even their family who live locally. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have COVID, dude. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. have it. Yeah. Like, you know, I I've arguably been on like the side of people who are like maybe doing more risky behavior or whatever. Like we saw um me and my parents went and saw my grandparents for Christmas. Yeah. And at, you know, oh ooh ooh that might be like risky. Like don't bring the the virus to the uh, this other island and spread it. It's like yeah. any every, like there's okay, in my family there's three of us. Over there there's two. Yeah. No, none of us have seen fucking anyone. <laughs> we yeah. don't have covid. Right, but how are you, how are you supposed to like? What's the line? Like, if you left it up to you and your family and your grandparents to decide and say, "Well, we don't have it, so we're fine." Well, okay, like you got to draw the line. You, well, you got to draw right? the line somewhere because everybody thinks they're and fine. I, well, and it's all those people that think they're fine that are spreading it to one another. Right. Okay, but I think, and, and I think a lot of the like, that segment of the population is kind of too dumb to define that. But I also think I also I also you know I also think like people. Like, at what point do you turn the world into a police state? Yeah, I don't know. I think um, it's not working. That's what's shitty. Like, if if this police state mentality with curfews and everything ended up working and things were solved, great. So we, you know, we we took a hit on our social. But I mean, when, when I say you know, turn, when I say turn things into a police it, but, state, like genuinely enforcing it, like. Like having cops on every corner, being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, dude, that's what's happening in Montreal. I don't know if you saw the the link that Austin posted the other day, but uh, two yeah, nights yeah, ago, yeah. some woman was working. You know, she was working at a, a I think it was a dis- some kind of distribution center. She finished. I also uh, love. I also love how Quebec are the one people who are like, maybe we should, maybe we can just get away with one of the doses of the vaccine. <laughs> that is so fucking <laughs> insane, man. That is so fucking insane. They're like, okay, I, I don't go out after eight p.m., but 
half the vaccine will be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. I just, like, imagine if they had Quebec fucking separated before this all happened. Like, oh, can we please have some? Like, there, there is a cliche on, of Quebecois people being kind of dumb. And this isn't helping. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. It's, uh, yeah, it's a sad, sad state of affairs, man. Anyway, I, I just, I, I don't understand but, it. But I don't just, understand but just, where it's all coming But just to from. answer your point about, like, where do you draw the line? What is the line? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I just think that you have to allow people, you can, I think the government can, like, recommend shit. They can, they, like, should have, like, a, they, they, the rhetoric is, is muddy and fudgy, but I think they should just be honest and say, like, look, we're figuring this out, but this is what makes sense. But instead, they're, like, locked in their political uh, uh, fucking P, like, uh, antiquated PR language that no one really understands. That is all kind of... Dude, I think it needs to be more intense. Fuck suggestions, man. This, obviously, suggestions aren't working because every individual can But, like, even, laws, justify... even laws aren't working. Like, in Ontario, like, you get... In Quebec, like, even worse. Like, you get fined for shit. And people... But I don't... See, here's the thing. Like, everyone in... Everyone that I know... Everyone that I know... Obeys the law. For the most part. Like, isn't seeing people. Is staying home. Like, yeah. is, is obeying the thing. So, I'm like... So, so what the fuck? Like, on a, a lock everything down. Give everybody some money. Lock everything down. Shut down schools. Shut down everything for two weeks, three weeks. Who fucking cares how long it takes? But all these stupid exceptions is not going to work for anybody. It's not. It's not working. Case numbers are going up and up and up and up. So and up. you either you. Had, but then, but then you have to like engage the military. Yeah, dude. Like, stop it. This could have been over so long ago if it wasn't just for politicians trying to, like, save themselves and, you know, gain a little bit more clout for the next election. Nobody wants to be the one who says, your freedoms are gone. Don't do anything. Like, I don't want that either. But just, like, fucking do it. Just do it. Cut everything off. Because you're right. You said before, we don't know what this virus is. But... We do know that it would be a guarantee that if no one was able to spread it, it wouldn't exist anymore. It'd be gone. It'd be it'd be over. Yeah. Okay. But like you, you there are like so end but, it. Okay. But like, that doesn't work. Like though, like you can't actually shut everything down. Like New Zealand did it. Uh, okay. I don't know the details of that, but like at the end of the day, there are people that need to keep like food supply chains running. And like, I hate to say it, but like booze supply chains running. Cause like there are alcoholics who will just fucking die of alcohol withdrawal, you yeah. know? And like, there are certain like supply chains and like services that kind of need to exist for society to function, you know, like, uh, like, I guess, yeah, I guess money just doesn't, <laughs> kind of i don't know man like go into debt go like nationally as a country go into debt and give everybody like I but the risk the risk know, then man. you run is that enough people are just like at work in fucking just food production that have to go home to their families that then like have to have like a fucking child care worker because they have to go to work that is enough that that's that spreads saying. the uh, virus that yeah. then, like, 
keeps cases high enough that like i think you know i i, I don't know like give everybody a hazmat suit <laughs> that give everybody a hazmat suit fuck fuck universal basic income spend a couple hundred bucks on every person in the province let's call this it is that. turning into a, give this is a turning into suit. a diving bell ad campaign right now <laughs> this is you know i've been saying it all along if you can wear one of those things in the deep blue sea you know you're not going to spread covid to the you know the fish yeah i mean I, I think i think what's spreading the virus is a combination of like dumb people who don't care about anything and more importantly and more overlooked is just vast swaths of the population that just can't socially distance and stay home because they're fucking working yeah. class or underclass yeah yeah you know like it's yeah. just, that's the reality like as much as many like laws as you pass like sorry a lot of people are gonna have to go to risky work that is gonna spread the virus enough that is gonna keep is gonna keep us to a point where we can't just kill it by locking down like okay fine we might lock down for like a couple of months or whatever and like make the flatten the curve so we don't overwhelm the icus whatever cool but it's gonna come back and we're gonna it's gonna be this fucking endless cycle until there's a vaccine or something or until we just kind of figure out a way to like incorporate this and protect the vulnerable people who are like like at risk protect people with comorbidities and old people and fat people and allow life to kind of exist and be like yeah life is fucking dangerous and shitty and we haven't been tested before as a people like we've been living this comfortable fucking lifestyle where like we have our temperature just the way we like and we're not even rich you know but that's what i'm saying about how if if this was a more like if this is a deadlier virus if this was like ebola level this wouldn't even be a conversation it would just be like everybody stay home you know we'll we'll send the national guard in with hazmat suits to deliver bread and eggs to everybody so that they don't fucking die and then it'll be yeah, but this and that's gone. the thing. It's like this is like most. But it's not most peop- that bad. That's the thing. It's not that that's bad. The it's, it's bad for some people. It's bad for old people, and it's bad for like people who are whose health is fucked up, anyways. Well, I mean, at least insofar as we know right now. I mean, you're you look at some people have what they're calling long COVID, like you know people in their even in their thirties, just like. I haven't been able to breathe for two months. Like, we don't know what the long-term health effects of this thing are. It's so, it's so weird. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, no, uh, for sure. It's fucking weird. And like, but like, and though, I, I feel like those cases are the ones that are kind of like focused on. And I think in general, it's, it's kind of fucking old people and people with comorbidities. Like people yeah. with diabetes, people who are like vast, like severely overweight and like but they're i mean they're just as valuable right if we're talking about life no they should i I don't think i I think i think we should get rid of (laughs) the old and the fat i think we should no of course but i would okay no but obviously their lives are valuable and should not die but what i'm saying is the plan should be kind of designed around protecting them who are at risk and obviously that takes time yeah. to figure that out, et cetera, et cetera. But like, instead of locking down the entire economy and killing however many countless businesses and causing however many suicides and yeah, ugh, like you, like there's, con- Dude, there's I saw this consequences video. on either side is what all I'm saying. I saw this video and it was, it was like, it was on Reddit. It was like this supposed to be this cute video of this kid 
not not a kid, like a toddler. It's like, I don't know, maybe two and a half, three years old. And it was like, aw, she thinks every rectangular object is a hand sanitizer station. And so it's this two minute video of this toddler, like, you know, touching like a, an electrical outlet and then like rubbing her hands and like touching like a, like a square on a light pole and then rubbing her hands like this. It's been going on a year now. So like for like a third of this kid's life, this, this is, this is what their life is. It was like, holy fuck this. We have not even begun to comprehend the, like the long-term ramifications of what <laughs> this is doing to, to kids. Like it's, it's crazy. Not even just kids, man. Like, like you're right. Like suicide rates. Like people with social anxiety. Like, it's uh, it's it's gonna be fucking weird. I mean, it's already fucking weird. This is, if you this were to is say, remind, this... like, when we started this cast, that the like in in 2020, 2021, we'd all be living from home and like not able to touch each other. <sighs> yeah, how long is this gonna last? I'm done with this I mean, shit, man. I so is everybody, I, yeah, obviously. Oh, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have faith in the vaccine. I think it'll probably blow over and probably be fine. I think... Uh, I don't fucking know, man. Nobody fucking knows, dude. Remember in February, we're like, oh, shit, there's some crazy shit going on in China. I don't know. I think... the the It's, it's the combo one-two punch over the last like five years of the entire Trump presidency and then co- the and, what? and then um I don't know. And then and then COVID nineteen. It's kind of like it's it's damn I, I really wanna jump ahead and watch the documentary about this time. I don't, dude. There's already documentaries coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, but this those shit. are all those, movies, all those, all those like, documentaries I'm, are bullshit. I don't I, want no, that. No, no, no. I want to watch. I want to watch the Adam Curtis documentary that's made like right f- f- or Ken Burns from like it's Ken Burns 2035. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, that looks back on this era and is like it's like kind of sums it up and like like constructs the whole narrative. And then I can watch it and be like, well, it wasn't like this for me or whatever. But like, yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great documentary, like just because the content is so good, like the story, like it's insane, like it's the story. It's like what you're really ultimately like, and I think it's really gonna be, uh, like like the way we look back on like the like the decline of the Roman Empire of like Nero playing violin as Rome burned. There's yeah. no way you're gonna look at like the fall of the American Empire and Donald Trump is the like it's it's like. It's kind of corny writing, like yeah, like if you were pitching this as a as a thing, it's like like so like it's jumping like, the like shark. Mike Judge is writing idiocracy, and he's like <laughs> he like thought about the idea of like maybe Donald Trump is the president. And he's like ah, it's too much. Like, no, that, that's, that's too that's too much. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> like you know, and then a pandemic hits, and we get we get put into what, what, the what aliens, it, what, but it's but it, the aliens, and then. We just, I don't know. We, and what this ultimately all results in is us giving our freedom away, for better or worse. And I'm not saying I'm not I'm not, I'm not passing a moral judgment on this, but it's like yeah. we're giving our freedom away for stability. And I think what we're headed for is a very stable but very controlled just technocracy 
where everyone's kind of comfortable. We stay home. We kind of work from try to work from home, and we just like watch TV on Netflix and get shit delivered you to think, our houses. You think that's the end game? And we're all quite comfortable and kind of fine. And I, I think I don't that's, know if that's the end game. Kind of there's going to be a, over by be a, a bunch of corporations. Back. And like, and like I, what I'm curious about is like, where where are the like cool? people going where where is the art happening where's the like edgy um boundary pushing movements happening through this because all of my artist friends are all fucking parroting the party line of 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 obeying what the government is telling them to do which might be for the best i'm not saying i'm not saying it's wrong it might just so happen that it's the right thing but i myself am drawn to those not even like personally but just like aesthetically drawn to people that are like pushing back rebelling against whatever the authority is and 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 finding creative space to do whatever they want and that's where I want to exist. And I just see that space getting smaller and smaller every day. And I think COVID has just been a boon to that. And I just, I just, I'm, I'm with I just you. See, I, I just, I, I'm just I very agree, depressed. And I think, like, I, I think I, the back. one, the one, the one optimism I have actually is, is the world of podcasting. Yeah. I think this is actually a space where, like, it's like an unex, it's like an unexplored art form. Yeah, where and it's you, unadulterated. You can kind of do anything, and you can, and yeah. it's not. And I think the people um, who've done it the best, like the quote unquote best, like people, like yeah. um, uh, like like This American Life, who have done Serial, have yeah. like kind of spawned a whole the way that like Comtown creates clones, the same way, uh, like something like Serial produces all these like NPR sounding overproduced podcasts, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like this. I, like I've never, You're I've never, to, I've never been like radio lab. Like I'm listening to this this great podcast called Dead Eyes, which is basically this working What's this that? actor's this actor who was um uh this is actually a, it's like it's it's a great it's a great podcast it's a great story like the the, the concept is actually amazing uh it's it's um this actor who's kind of like who's just like a working actor who. Um, was auditioning, whatever. He went to theater school, got out of theater school in England, and then it was, he got out of theater school right when they were auditioning uh, Band of Brothers. Okay. And he got he got an audition for Band of Brothers, did like five auditions, eventually got cast in like some sm- very small role later in... Have you seen that series, by the way? Band of yeah. Brothers? Yeah. No, but people keep telling me to it's watch it. It's one of those it. ones. It's also it's short. It's like 10 episodes. You should watch it. It's fucking great. Anyway... This guy gets cast in this like very small role, um, but the episode that he's in, he has like maybe five lines or something. But he's talking to the leads. He's like in the show. But like um, the episode that he's in is uh, directed by Tom Hanks. Okay. So he auditions, auditions, auditions. Finally, is auditioning for the final, like the casting director. Everything. The casting director casts him. He gets the contract. He is in the show. Uh. He then gets a call from the casting director or his agent's assistant. Is this David Schwimmer? Assistant? No, 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 no. <laughs> not, not even like nothing. Even like not even like David Schwimmer is in like a few episodes. This is a guy like he's literally yeah. in one scene. Um, okay. And he, 
he, he thinks he, so he gets a call from his agent and then he doesn't answer the call and he calls his agent back on monday and he's like his agent is like you need to go to london tomorrow because tom hanks is directing this scene he watched your audition tape he he and he's not sure about you oh, he thinks you have dead eyes what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy is like already cast like he already thinks he has the job and he like goes to he like gets on a train the next day he goes to he's already in england but he takes a train to london and he goes into a studio and he redoes the scene with tom hanks and actually like has a good experience tom hanks is like kind of like laughing with them and like joking around whatever and he leaves he does the scene and so he has like five lines it's like a nothing part and he's like, but he's also like a young actor who's like, I just got cast on like the biggest show that they're like HBO is casting right now. It's fucking yeah. Tom Hanks in the room with Tom Hanks. And so then yeah. he like leaves, he sits down and finally like the casting director comes out and like says to him, like, we've decided to go another way. Oh, fuck you. And he like gets, ta- he gets like this. And so anyway, he like basically, he ends up quitting acting but then going back to acting and he ends up forging like a pretty successful acting career but then has created this podcast basically recounting this story and interviewing actors and casting directors and agents basically just about how fucked up this process is and the ultimate goal of the process is to finally get tom hanks to um sit down to an interview and like can he ask him like do you remember that day do i have dead eyes like what does that mean like it was like this traumatizing thing for an actor like to have tom hanks the like warmest most lovable actor in hollywood tell you that you have dead eyes well not according to the uh conspiracy circuit have you heard the tom hanks conspiracies no no you haven't they're uh they're uh I like I like to go deep on these weirdo holes, man. Like okay, but the uh, the, the, the whole reason, sorry, the going. whole reason I brought up this podcast, it's like a great po- it's a great idea for a podcast. It's a great story, um, but what drives me nuts about it, and it's like I put up with it because the story's good enough, but it's it's just overproduced, and I'm like he'll do he'll do an interview with so and so, and it'll be like Judd Apatow talking about his his take or this actor in this take, but it's all edited together. It's all put together and strung together with music. And I'm like, you're trying to do what radio was. And it's like, I don't want this. Like, this is, it's like, play me the entire conversation. Yeah. Like play the whole thing. And I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, and this is where like the thing comes in about like what, what like obviously it's a successful podcast. They're selling ads. Like people, maybe it's more. Well, maybe that's it's, it. Maybe I it's mean, more the, digest- there's obviously maybe a market more, for it, and there is a market for it. But like maybe it is more digestible for most people to do it in these like hour, like less than an hour segments. But there's something about it that is just feels overproduced. That is kind of antithetical to what can be great podcasting, which to me is just like much more subtle and much more just like turning a microphone on yeah at the right time people are using podcasts like these uh, as tv yeah 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 you're gonna get the new episode every week yeah 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 and i i I totally reject that because i'm like you're trying to like like mimic an old form and like to the point where like if you listen to rupaul's podcast what's the tea 
RuPaul will literally say halfway through the interview, So we're here with Chi Chi Devane. As if he's. As if as, someone was tuning in. As if, it, as the if FM someone station. is tuning in. <laughs> Isn't like. It's like it's yeah. a podcast, dude. No one's just tuning in. You're just playing this. And it's like, anyway. Well, isn't he like, he's almost like 60. Yeah, he's old. He? He's old. He also used to do yeah. radio, so it must be just a, a force of habit or something. Yeah. But, but, um. So for those just tuning in, this is Andrew <laughs> and Evan here. Uh, as if somebody was tuning in halfway through the podcast. Jeez. Um, but anyway, all this to say, like, I, I just I do I do think there is this is like the one medium where I, that I think is slightly untapped and doable under COVID restrictions, blah blah blah, and yeah. um, is kind of can can be can be kind of amazing. And I you know the one the one podcast that I actually think kind of tapped into kind of what I'm talking about is and maybe they haven't lately. I haven't really tuned in lately, but is um is Love and Radio. I fucking love like that the show. shit that they do. Like and how freeform they are and kind of mysterious they are. Yeah, that's that. I don't, that's, that's, I, I don't think they kind put of, anything out in a while. That's kind of what I'm talking about when I when I think about yeah. like the art of podcasting. It's like it can be anything, yeah. and like they can just like shoot an episode up called um, the living room, and it's that woman yeah. telling that story about like watching this couple through her window. And yeah. then he like dies of cancer, and she's watching the whole thing. It's like this beautiful piece yeah. of like radio artwork. Yeah, but then also and they it, do like, episodes but, but that they, could what, be overproduced. But what I love about it is they don't overproduce it; they just post it, and yeah. they, you don't even know if this yeah. is real or not, or like if it's if it's written or if it's fake or if these are actors or you don't know anything about it. And that ambiguity yeah. gives it this like special mysterious quality that I think is kind of untapped, and to the point where like a, a, a podcast like Radio Lab just fully like thinks it's amazing and reposts it yeah you know like that's how i heard about love and radio was through was through radio lab anyway uh, there's uh have you ever heard uh this is actually happening uh no it's it reminds me a lot of love and radio kind of the the just free form kind of stories just somebody talking like you don't know who this person is they're just telling a story about something like about an experience that they had and like with love and radio too they have those episodes where you know it's like um a bunch of people leaving voicemails about a particular topic yeah. and like they could it's the same form you could imagine that exact kind of content being overproduced in kind of a radio lab fashion like it's almost designed to have been able to do that yeah you know like kind of two people talking at once and then like you know in one but i actually no, they just I actually don't want to shit on radio lab and this american life but again it's like one of those things that like brewed all these like kind of half-baked clones where it's like it's just not as good yeah and it's like why like your story's good why are you produce trying to produce it the same way as these other shows like like yeah. the, like the shows that I've gotten addicted to are the ones that have the most chaos and have the most like the like there's a, another quality and I think it was fucking like um, Joey Diaz talking about podcasting. He's like oh dog like yeah. but like he said it he said it well. It was like it's like what people like, like. There's a certain segment of people who listen to podcasts who are interested in like the wiretap of just like the yeah. con- like just listening in on the conversation. Yeah. I mean that it brings out the the voyeur in me. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I that that that's what I want to see, man. Like I I I want to watch documentary. I want to watch 
hidden camera shit. Like I, that's, and, and like, you know, we were talking about, uh, Daniel Johnson earlier, like this, that like I literally this afternoon had, I only kind of looked into, okay, like, okay. I, I have, to, I have to put in the pit in that. I have to piss so bad. Um, uh, I, um, so I'm going to go pee. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> uh, what do you, what's, what's that bottle with the little flippy oh, lid you got there? Prosecco, but I'm out of it. Oh, yeah. I forget you're watching me. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm looking when I when you see me. What I'm looking at it's the that computer screen of the, the logic waveform. You can put the FaceTime window in front of I know, your I, logic I window I, and still see the waveform. It's more intimate to me this way. I don't. I don't oh, like. That's nice. I, don't, I like just hearing your voice. I feel like I'm. I'm being interviewed by Terry Gross on Fresh Air. You know that's how she. Fresh you know that's air. how she this interviews people. Gross. Without if you're looking? interviewed by Terry Gross, you are just put into a room and given a set of headphones and a microphone. And you just nice. hear her in your ear, in your headphones, asking you questions. It's like the opposite of Errol Morris with the interrogation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So what should you talk about? Um, um, the uh, anal, anal sex advice. Uh, I'll, I'll, okay. So, um, as a as a young boy, I learned of a term called the poop noodle, and uh, apparently the poop noodle is if you're fucking somebody in the ass, uh, I guess bareback with no condom, and they <laughs> haven't taken a shit recently, um, you'll get shit up your urethra and uh then you know later after it's done you have to uh you know squeeze your penis like a tube of toothpaste and out comes a poop noodle um i learned that term as a young impressionable person and thought it was real don't think it's real uh and as as far as anal sex advice goes um wow i feel weird i guess i've been talking alone in a room this entire time but it feels more uh i feel more alone now now that andrew's gone but advice i don't know just accept the fact that if you're going to shit's house shit's gonna be there um you know you can you can prep I would assume I've I've never been fucked in the ass, but I was I would assume that if you're going to be fucked in the ass, take a shit, maybe douche. I don't know if that's healthy, but you know just clean up, clean up a little, and uh, don't be don't be shy about the poo, don't uh, don't shame don't shame the person with the poo. If you stick your dick in somebody's ass, you're probably gonna have poo on it, and you have to accept that uh, when you're getting into that. So if you, you know, <laughs> if, if you want to get into that thing, also I'd say practice is a big part of that. Uh, butts aren't made to have dicks in them. Uh, you know, even the, even the greatest of logs is no rival for a, for, for, for a penis. So don't just be missing the hole. You know, don't, don't, don't go in like that. Warm it up, massage 
And if you really want to get into it, you know, start doing some training. You can get these little training uh, kind of, I guess, dildos or like butt plugs. You can kind of work your way in, you know, get the muscles loosened up. Make sure you're using lots of lube. <clears throat> and like I said before, if you're in, if you're going to shit's house, expect shit to show up. You know, there's there's no That's shame. great advice. Um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Daniel Johnston? Yeah. About outsider yeah, artists, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the the like, the, I don't know. Like I said, just this afternoon that I kind of I started watching this YouTube video about um, you know, outsider artists like uh, Daniel Johnston Henry and um, J B Snowden, who did the song like in Canada. And there's is like he, this fine the, um, line. Apparently, uh, it's was, a woman. Oh, uh, okay. There's this fine line between kind of, um, I guess, exploitation about like, wow, these people are weird and they sound bad versus like, no, this is actually pure unbridled creativity. You know, I was watching this video where a guy said, you know, you can go into a record shop, grab any record, put it on blindfolded, and you would expect to hear music that not necessarily that you'd be familiar with maybe you've never heard the song before maybe you've never heard the genre before but it would kind of still fit within the guidelines of music that you're used to hearing but this outsider music is that's the next level of creativity it's these people who are just whether it's due to mental issues or what have you are just kind of making shit and it's pure unbridled creativity i don't I listened to you know a lot of it through the afternoon and it's definitely not stuff that I would put on out of pure enjoyment but in the sense of like you know kind of listening to a chaotic podcast or watching you know found footage of you know somebody at a at a gas station in Orlando in 1988 like that's the shit that I want to see. It's something that isn't produced, something that isn't curated. Just like this is something that happened. This yeah, is coming out of yeah, somebody's yeah. head. Yeah, and it's like it's sort of just like this trend since, uh, like I don't know, like the fifth, forties, fifth, like thir- whatever. Since the conception of like mass entertainment in America or wherever, yeah. it's like um, <clears throat> this gradual. Um, democratization of the arts you know where everyone can kind of do something um but what uh what what this all reminds me and just how kind of fractured everything is becoming where it's like there's as much as it's we and it's not even necessarily a good or bad thing where it's like i i long for the days where there was less content and we were more unified as a culture where it's like okay more people you missed more, the days of three channels three on channels TV on two, and more, two more people, on more the people radio. were kind of unified around a certain thing whereas now especially since the internet it's like everything is fractured everything is broken down and it's like you're everyone's into their own shit that you can't even like make someone you can't even under, make someone understand it nor should you it's like it's like meant just for you like i remember um Back back in my Montreal days when I was obsessed with DVD ASA, which I still think to this day is like my favorite podcast ever. Um, but I nice. but like I also know I'm one of like a few people who who it's for who get it who it connect who connect yeah. with it you know and 
I remember um, David Cho's band played at this like small club in Toronto. I remember when I remember when you guys were trying to book them. You remember you remember this? Oh, so yeah, close, yeah, yeah. man! Try to get them at the yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been it. Would have been fucking. It would have been. It would have been idea. fucking awesome. No, it would have been great. It would have been fucking. It would have been amazing, but fuck. Yeah. But yeah, any, anyway, I remember uh, they they were they were booked in Toronto. I came. I I figured out where they were playing. I bought I bought a ticket, and. I like lined up. I was the first in line. I lined up two hours early. I didn't know what the club was. I was like, "Is this a little fee? Is this a fee? Yeah. I don't know." So I got there two hours early, and I was there before anyone. And like the like the next guy in line, I was so excited to talk to because he was there maybe like an hour and a half early, and I was yeah. like, and I said to him, "Like this line isn't gonna be very long. Like this line is gonna be maybe like thirty people, but th- and yeah. even even like." forget the line like everyone who's here like everyone who showed up to this event there's like maybe maybe a hundred people and this hundred people are gonna be like obsessives die like hard. die hard fans but isn't yeah. that like like it's a certain kind of audience like there's one kind of audience where it's like a bunch of people who are kind of lukewarm who like you have to win over or whatever and then there's and then there's yeah. the kind of audience where like you roll through town and there's a hundred people who are just like obsessed with your shit who just want to yeah. would like people like me who lined up two hours in advance to just make sure i got in because i i didn't know what it was going to be like you know how was it it was great it was a fucking blast he had a killer <laughs> opening act this this chick who just like and there were people who were like fucked up but the crowd was rowdy like it was it was like a real event of course and then they all came out and that's like, what i was scared about is like every video i've seen is just like the the reason people are there is because they want to have a fucked up experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's like it's. It felt like a like a hardcore punk show. Like it felt like a real thing. Like everybody was fine. Like nothing really went wrong. But it, it felt like it felt yeah. like excite. It was like exciting and like visceral and like cool and like oh, it was, I was also just like fans of all these people. Like David yeah. Cho came out. I'm like holy fuck. And then also, like, he gave away, just gave away, like, piles and piles of merchandise. Like, he gave away, like, records and posters and, like... Did you get any? Uh, I kind of didn't. I was, like, I, I... But then he did a little, like, he had this giant tour v- bus van. I got I got some shit. I got a poster and, like, whatever. I didn't try that hard I, Do you remember to get when free we went shit. To, uh, but, like, but, like... Deontford? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sober? Yeah, yeah. And it was... I think that, that could have been... I think I was expecting that show to be kind of what you're describing about about um, Manchi Hammer's yeah. show. I was kind of expecting it to be like only the diehard folks, but I think by the time that you know they were coming to Montreal and we were seeing that show, I think a lot of people were there just for you know they heard like oh Dion Fritz yeah, going to be a cool. That was show. a bit different. It was like also like it was a different I, vibe. For I wasn't sure. a diehard Dion fan, like. I heard about either. them through other. I was one of those. Yeah, people. I was a hanger, yeah. but like that's great. Like also they yeah. went like Metropolis yeah. and like did a kick-ass show. Like yeah. that was also like the perfect version of what that show should have been. Um, but yeah. the but the Manchi show was like it was great. It was like a tiny cl- basement club, you know, a hundred people getting fucking rowdy. Some people were on drugs and like they had to like do a little crowd control. It like felt like a real event. And then and then he like yeah. people lined up outside the tour bus and he just signed autographs for like two hours. And I got, I, I shook his hand and got my hat signed. And then, like, of course, it was just a sharpie and it <laughs> faded away and it was, it was stupid. But, um, 
You didn't get your asshole uh, shirt signed? No, I, I wish I did. But like, I like I shook David Cho's hand, and I, what I said to him was, DVD, DVD ASA is the best shit ever. <laughs> and he was like, thanks, man. <laughs> like, it was such a, like, nothing <laughs> interaction. But like, but like, wow, I remember, happened. you know, I remember. It was like the, but like, I, yeah. I also just think it's so cool that someone at that level is doing shit like that, you know? And of course, it can only exist yeah. in like one moment in time. But like, for me, it was just like, it was like, it was great. It was like beautiful and like one of the more memorable. Well, that's that's just cool about things. That guy, like regardless of what you think about him as a as a as a person or as a personality, like the, the dude can just drift for the rest of time on the amount of capital he has. But it's it's cool to see people who don't have to be touring at a hundred person shows in order to make. Or break their rent. They're just doing it because they want to fucking cool do it. Because it's cool and fun. And that's he's like, fucking he, cool. he, as yeah. an artist, is just being an artist. Like, that's kind of what I respect and like about him. It's like he, he like struck the yeah. lottery, but he kept just being a weird artist. And like, he didn't, yeah. like, what was great about DVD ASA is like, he didn't ever do ads. He didn't, he like fully just paid everyone and like did it. <laughs> like, and then put yeah. it up on iTunes the same as us. Like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely have a, a degree of envy for for people who are kind of able to just let it all hang out, you know, kind of no shame. Just hey, this is me. This is what you know. Take it or leave it, kind of thing. Uh, to a certain degree, it, you know, I, I feel like there are, <laughs> I don't know, um, kind of consolations that i've made and in, in order to be safe and secure and that mm-hmm. kind of thing you know i'd love to just like get up on stage and write weird music and wave my dick around but yeah just seeing people who actually do it like fuck yeah thank you for just doing it yeah and for, yeah, but the thing it, is like, it's like yeah thank you but it's, for them it's not a choice it's like this is just who i am you know yeah I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I've, I, if 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 you if you if you could take that approach, what would what you, do you do? I mean, like, if you decided to say, you know what, fuck everything, fuck house painting, fuck my relationships, fuck whatever. I just want to make pure, unadulterated art. What what would it be? Well, the thing is, like, I the kind of art that I've devoted myself to, which is like theater performance. Like I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not in a position, like it's funny you say, put it that way, but it's like, it's not that hard for me to give all that up. You know, I'm in a position right. to do that. Um, right. so that, that ultimately is like a pretty existential question for me. And like, and like, so then so do, do it. it, man. And it's like, that's what I'm, but like, you know, but like, that's what I'm doing. Like, like, and you know, I'm, I know it's, it's a lot to make this podcast to happen. Like, like we can take two <laughs> months for us to get it, our shit together. But like, at, no, 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 not no, no, anymore. No. We're, we're fine. But like, our groove. I, I mean, we're a better place to talk about this, but on the air, but like, I, I, I kind of see podcasting as like a medium to kind of throw myself into as just someone who, a, it looks like a way you could potentially earn a living to some degree, but yeah. more important, obviously more importantly, like I've, like, this is a medium that I've, that I genuinely have genuine love and affection and respect for and yeah. would, and would actually yeah, want to pursue and, and just like 
it's like it's like an avenue of creativity that i'm i'm not only open to but like i if there wasn't a pandemic would want to pursue you know what i mean well so let's fucking do it we used to do every wednesday let's fucking do it man i'm like i i i miss this so much it's so funny i was um i want to have a guest on yeah we should do a um, guest i have a friend vanessa who is the only person actually that i've told about the podcast i know you told um cory <laughs> And then I forgot that he told, I told Corey and then he told me, he's like, I've been listening religiously. I love it. I'm like, I, (laughs) like, I actually never, I, I, I didn't tell anyone about it. Um, and specifically so, because like, no, in I, those kept, early I kept the, days, I kept like, the private because like it allowed it about, us to be yeah. like unselfconscious and like, yeah. you know, we can speak freely and, you know, find yeah. our voice and whatever. Yeah. But no, I, I want to have her on. I think uh, I'm going to get back into guest mode. The The logistics of it are going to be interesting because like I can't have anybody over. Um, so like, I don't know if we had guests, maybe I could record at the diving bell. If you had guests, I I don't know. I think the prerequisite would be just making sure they had a good mic. Um Cause you don't want any of that phone call bullshit. Yeah, there's, a, there's like a very bare minimum you can do to assure that like the audio is decent. But you know, even if it isn't decent, like it's actually kind of okay. Like it's it's palpable, especially yeah. in these like if we're gonna start something like the early phase of it, like we might as well suck now yeah. from a technical point of view. Yeah. Um. <laughs> y- yeah. Yeah, we've got like what six six years of training, or seven years actually. 2014 to 2021 that, yeah. that, that that's crazy and in all that and all that time i've had i've had to pee the entire time so i'm gonna go pee <laughs> okay um i'm not gonna all leave right. you with anything because uh that, that's torturous yeah, yeah. i'm just gonna leave you open, open mic. mic okay so evan's going pee i imagine he'll back be back very quickly um <clears throat> yeah i don't know um so if you're listening to this, you, you you've listened, uh, you're you, you're you've listened to this uh, uh, the first episode to the uh, and you've liked it. So now you're listening to the second episode, uh, and and not only that, but you've like listened to the entire second episode up until this point, which I I don't know how many hours we're in now, but like uh, we're a couple hours in, whatever. Um. So anyway, I'll just say I love you. Um. Thanks for listening. Um, we did this to forge a uh, connection with you, and we're see we're trying it out. We're seeing where things go, and throwing shit at the wall and see where it get land, where it lands, and you know, trying to do something cool through this whole shitty fucking time that everybody hates, and life sucks, and um, I don't know. I hope I I hope you're doing all right. You know, um. I have nothing to say. I'm fucking bullshitting here. But, it, you know, if I'm going to speak genuinely to some future listener, um, I love you. And I'm glad you're here. And uh, we uh, we appreciate you. And we're doing we're doing this for you. We're doing this for you. Like, whoever's listening to this right now at this point in the thing, while you're doing some bullshit job or you're driving or you're, you know, showing this to somebody or whatever, 
it's specifically for you it's like it's like only you can stop forest fires it's it's on this podcast is only for you in this boring ass shitty room that you're in whatever you're doing however you're existing this is all this whole mic setup this whole thing is for you it's all for you that's all are you back evan i'm back man remember how fun it was having a dedicated podcast studio yeah it was unreal that was it was it was so good you know i'm trying to figure i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out how to do that again like my buddy is a photographer and he's got a um like a photographer at the photography studio that he uses once a week and i'm like do you use it like after 6 p.m and he's like not really and i'm like can I use it on your days and like <laughs> contribute to the whatever rent you pay? Like, yeah. is it is like for my evening fucking podcasting. Cause like you could set, you could like, you could set shit up in a way where it's like, like, say, like, technic, like technically from a common sense standpoint, COVID safe. And, yeah. um, like you're doing this for work. Like it's work. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm well, at work. We, we right still now. have the yeah. The diving bell has uh you know it's the fourth floor. Uh, it's called Satellite Studios, and we have you know ten rooms, and we're you know. D- are you guys at? Are you guys at vacancy right now? No, we're fully. You guys booked. are fully booked. That's what. That's what. I- yeah, fully booked. Thank God, and you know what? It's it obviously it helps us because. You know, we we've taken on the burden of an entire floor of a building's worth of rent, um, but I think, like you know, we've made an environment where, you know, people like people want to be there. Like, not only are they paying for the space, obviously, like the, it's just the economics. Like, they need to pay for it, um, so that we can pay our rent. But it's important, I think, especially now for people to have, like, you know. I take for granted the fact that I've got a fucking, you know, two stories and multiple rooms that I can fuck around in. Yeah. And like, you know, the, a lot of the people at the studio, you know, they've got roommates and like maybe they don't have the best situation where they can just, you know, r- retire to, at, you know, at their at their apartment or whatever. And so it's, you know, we've you know, we've got rules, you know, you wear a mask in the common space. We've got a big common area and a kitchen and a lounge and da da da. And you just kind of do whatever the fuck you want in your own room. So it's great. It's great. Nobody's podcasting in there right now, but we've got, you know, a bunch of visual artists, some photographers, some textile people. Um, we've got a like kind of tarot card reader. Like it's it's really fucking cool. It's really inspiring. And uh, it was one of the worst at the time decisions that had turned into the the best decision we had ever made. It was such a weird, it was such a weird kind of journey into this spot because I'm sure I've told you this before, but like as we were building up the diving bell, let let me let me know if I've already told this. But we're building up the diving bell. We were taking all this shit off the third floor, and uh, then. All of a sudden we came in one day or we tried to come in one day and there was padlocks on the door. Like, what the fuck's going on? And it turned out that on the fourth floor, unbeknownst to us, was like a flop house. 
uh, and the landlord of the building was just like renting out rooms that weren't even rooms. It was just like cordoned off areas with plywood and padlocks to people for like a hundred bucks a month. And uh, there was this guy on Saint Laurent, like swinging a hammer around, threatening people. And somebody called the cops on him, and he ran up to the fourth floor where he was living. And the fire department came in, and they were like, "What the fuck is going on up here? There's just like garbage and chairs everywhere." And uh, so they shut it down, and he had to kick everybody out. And so the floor became vacant. And so like before the diving bell even existed. The landlord was like, hey, yes, we've got the fourth, the fourth floor, you know. And uh, I called Austin. I was like, listen, I know this sounds crazy. Austin, by the way, no, we haven't Austin. done that. <laughs> yeah. And even before, like, Austin lived in Montreal, I, I always thought, like, Evan and Austin are kind of the same guy. In You're a, a genius. certain way. You're a like, genius. I kind of knew this even before the opportunity. And so then when I was like, I'm leaving, but like I'm leaving a room and Austin, you you just broke up with your girlfriend. You should become the new me. And then it just blows my mind how that just happened. Well, he's not he's definitely not the new you. There's no replacement for either of you, but it was the perfect the perfect cupid no but I also like I also you, knew you that you guys would arrow. be peas in a pod in terms of like you're both like project oriented like get her done people so i'm just like to to think about you pitching austin this idea it's like you don't even have to pitch him he's like he's like yeah of course no oh, i know it. like oh come on let's go look <laughs> dude great great impression because that's exactly what he said yeah I'm super done. it was a let's, lot let's of work i'm making a deal it day so, like, what the fuck? it was a stupid idea at first because it was like and everybody was we were asking help for like help from they're like wait you haven't even like set up the diving bell yet what you sorry you're saying you're gonna you're going to build a bunch of rooms on the fourth floor. Wait, for what? Artist studios? Like, who the fuck is going to... And, you know, we've had periods where we were really hurting, but for a very long time now, we've been at full occupancy. We've got a waiting list. Like, we've really created a community up there. And, uh, fuck, yeah, man. that's fucking... No, like, your, your, your Cupid... Your, your Cupid foresight <laughs> of, of matchmaking Austin and I together. Dude, like, we... Like... Listen, man, both you and him are like, you know, some of my best friends, like very, very, very important to me. Austin and I played like in bands together. We're business partners. You know, he is, uh, you know, the, the, the partner of my old ex-girlfriend that is now, you know, we're all kind of best yeah, friends yeah, yeah. together. All buddies. It's this perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's this perfect I, scenario. I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's like a certain energy that I, I myself am drawn to or whatever, but it's, there's a certain twinkle and there's a certain lankiness that you guys both share that we're all lanky. We're all lanky. We're lanky bros. I'm beefing up. I'm beefing up, man. I just <laughs> bought some protein today. Um, are you still are you still uh, ripped? I mean, define ripped. I like I'm not ripped, but I. Well, last time I saw you in person, you were ripped. Uh, when was when was the last time you saw me in person? Was that at that like boring <laughs> bar know. or whatever? No, I think it's when you uh, almost lost. Oh my dog. yeah, then. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm more like like uh, uh, yeah, about the same, about the same. Um, so I've been trying to get back into ripped mode. But you, but here's uh, the thing: I went I, I went from being up. skinny. To being like a little bit muscular, so then people are like, "Wow, you're ripped," and it's like, "I'm not really. I'm just right. like ripped relative to being like a like you're skinny nothing." Like, yeah. I'm not, like I think I think at the end of the day, you were probably like like if I like caught up to you, you'd probably you're like, you're a pretty muscular guy. Like, 
I could probably beat you in an arm wrestle. I mean, two years for ago. sure. Two years ago, today it would be a question mark. <laughs> I, I, I think I might yeah. beat you, but like, or I at least it would be kill close. Me. I don't think I. I gave up. Be, no. I gave up. I started running recently to just kind of like. I like I said I fucking gave up man I gained like 30 pounds but here's, all but, in my but, fucking so you can beer gut make a have a beer gut but like the thing about muscle is it doesn't it, like, it, it takes a long time for muscle to go away like like well, I've, I've I took I, me about I a spent year like six gone. months or a year like really working out and I gained a bunch of muscle and then I dropped off for a long time and it like it kind of stays yeah. It kind of doesn't go away. Like, you'll have a couple of weeks where you're like, oh, I can't, like, lift quite as much as I did at my best before. But, like, within, like, a couple of weeks, you're kind of back to where you were, especially at this age. That's that's where I thought I was getting. You know, I was doing, like, 5Ks in the morning. I mean, running is different than weightlifting, I guess, but... Sure, obviously. But uh, recently, actually, uh, a week, I guess a week ago on Friday, um, this was, like, a weekend to my, like... I'm doing January right. I'm not, I didn't take a sober January. I was just like, I'm going to do more exercise in January. And uh, so I was running, doing like, I, I was doing really well. And then Friday, uh, I ran up over the mountain, then came back over and then kind of across the uh, the path on Mohoyal, across from park. And there's this sledding area where they have like hay bales at the bottom uh, so the kids can kind of sled down this uh, this area on Montreal, mm-hmm. on the uh, on the other side of park, and I saw this abandoned um, crazy carpet. I was like, okay, come on, this is perfect. It was like seven forty-five. <laughs> like just ghetto me and the dog. <laughs> well, no, it was it was like it's like literally a piece of seven forty-five. Like, like sheet. No plastic. one's around. No, it's it, well. I mean, that's what a crazy carpet oh, yeah. is, and it was just sitting there. I was like, okay. I haven't, I haven't been on a crazy carpet in years. I was like, okay, Frankie, you ready? And I looked her in the eye and she's like, I'm ready. That's what I thought she said. And I got on the crazy carpet. That's a part of being a dog owner. That is what she said. She's a very, very, she's got a strong personality. She talks to me and I got on the crazy carpet. It's like, yeah, yeah. And it was awesome. And she was running beside me all the way down the hill. But, uh, I was starting to gain a lot of speed. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. And I started to try to dig my heels into the snow to stop myself. And I slammed into the hay bale at the bottom <laughs> and just like <laughs> cracked my back. Oh my and, God. And uh, my back has been absolutely fucked for a week to the point where like um, I had to take a day off of work. I'm taking like Mersindol, codeine, back pain medication. I had to get a... Now, it's, how it's, much it's of bad. you hurting your back is you being a drug addict? Uh, dude, I, I wish that my tolerance was you. I remember, you, I remember you, you're a guy I know who's hurt your back at least badly like one other time within like kind of recent memory. Not recent memory, but like... You no, know, dozens of times. I fucked you, it up like, once you're a guy about who hurts nine your back years ago. Like, I remember the last, or the last one I remember yeah. was when you like were trying to move like a fridge or something. Yeah, and you like, you actually couldn't walk for like two weeks or something. So I feel like, like if yeah, I was a masseuse who's like touches your back, I'm like, oh, this is like <laughs> fucked up. Well, no, the about it would be about nine years ago now. I was landscaping, and there's this thing called a plate tamper, and the the way to imagine it well, visually okay, when is you, when you say nine hammer. years ago, you were landscaping. What I feel like. 
that sounds like ages ago, but I feel like I probably knew you then. What what period of your wait nine of years your ago life was this? Nine years. Oh my god, this was way more than nine years ago. This would have been in two thousand. What the fuck? Time doesn't make any sense. This would have been in two thousand seven. No, two thousand. Two thousand. Okay, I wasn't graduated high school. So yet. that Never would mind. be wait ten years ten and da, da. fuck thirteen years ago. Wait eight. Wait two thousand eight. 2018, 19, 20, 21, 13 years ago. God damn it. Not nine. Uh, I was landscaping this thing called a plate tamper, which is a jackhammer with a flat plate on the bottom. And you use that when you're uh, putting in paving stones. And so it tamps down the gravel below the paving stones. And when it's not activated, there's a spring and it's kind of compressed. And I, at the end of the day, as I would before... I would throw the plate tamper into the back of this truck. But as I was doing this one day, I picked it up. It's like fucking 200 pounds and you're not supposed to do it by yourself, but I was just doing it. And I picked it up and I spun my back and threw it. And then the spring disengaged and just <laughs> fucked my back. And I was, Jesus, it, fuck. It, it, it really messed me up. I had to go to physio for like three weeks, acupuncture, this whole, I mean, the acupuncture, I'm sure thing. didn't do anything, but what it did is actually it got me like into a transcendental state it was like a psychedelic did, did you have to like meditate along with it? thing no no but like they put all these things in my in my back and you know they had me lay down on this you know massage table and she said she was coming back in 10 minutes and it was like three hours later it was it was it was psychedelic it was really fucking crazy um but anyway <laughs> cut to now okay I, when I'm not um, actively, um, basically having a, a strong core, like if, if I'm not fit, um, if my core is not really strong, mm-hmm. uh, it, it makes it easier for me to hurt my back in really stupid ways, <laughs> like crashing into a hay bale on a crazy or carpet. Or like carrying a... And, what, uh, what was that other carrying one that fucked you up? It was a uh, it was a stove. Was a stove I fucked yeah. it up once with carrying a stove up spiral stairs. Uh, the last time I fucked it up was um, you actually you actually refer to uh, that whole piece as slipped as on a, some as ice. A range. I learned that recently. Uh, it's, a, it's called a range. Uh, right, because the, the stove's the, stove, the top, the well, oven's the, the whole thing yeah, is called yeah. a range. Whole thing's a range. Right. I got into uh, an argument about someone. Well, someone was referring to it as an oven, <laughs> and an oven implies the entire thing. And I was like, false. I was like, you. No, I think it's more fair to say it's a like I'm getting a new stove, and that implies an oven. Yes, but this guy was like, I would never say I'm getting an oven, and, and that implies a stove on top. And then I looked it up, and I was like, yeah. oh, there actually is a word for this, and it's called, and it's a range. It's a but range. no one says that. No one. Well, anyway, yeah. Sorry, I've, I've fucked it up multiple times, and it's so. <sighs> I, I hate using this term because it's you know. It is what it is, but it's emasculating. I feel like um, uh, a weak, old fuck. Like I'm uh, literally just like walking around, like grabbing onto the wall as I'm walking. And like, it's stupid. And like, I can't hide it. Like people are like, why are you walking like that? And I have to be like, yes, I'm a 31 year old person that happens to have like chronic back issues. Which is, which is, which is the opposite of how people perceive you, which is as like, I, this is a man who moves things and puts himself at risk and takes chances yeah. for the rest of us. And yeah. 
you know, it deserves our respect. And he's might be injured right now, but he'll be back to it in a few little in a little bit. And you know, he'll if if, if, he, Th- if he's having a tired bad, day, though, he'll do a little you know something something, and he'll be he'll be yeah. you know our our our, our well, old. When you mentioned Evan. the drugs before, I, I wish I wish uh, I didn't have as high of a tolerance because I'm uh, you know like I'm taking. Uh, Robaxol, aspirin, and this stuff called Mercindol that has codeine in it, and double the daily dosage just because I know that I need to take that much to even feel anything, and it's still just like it's bad. So I ordered. Actually, uh, I wanted to tell you this. You inspired me uh, to get this thing that I ordered. It's not in here right now. What do you but, mean? What do you, how, uh, did, how did I ins- inspire you? A knee chair. So when we were living at uh, De Bilion, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. You had this knee yeah, chair, yeah. this kneeling chair, and it just at the time it just seemed like a cool gimmick. But I missed. Um, I forgot what, kind of what happened to that chair. To, Did I leave it behind? Did I? Uh, what happened? Anyway, doesn't matter. Somewhere, but uh, no, that sort of helped. I got like an exercise ball to kind of you know go back to those old physiotherapy kind of exercises. But like, it's just so fucking frustrating because like it's this achilles heel that happens to exist in my lower back it's just it sucks and what sucks the most is knowing that if i hadn't kind of given up on exercise that that i would probably be that probably wouldn't have happened like just kind of letting go and, and ignoring my core strength like I need an active core. I need a strong core in order to like not have that happen to my back if I slip on a piece yeah, of ice. Yeah, that's or good. Whatever. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's a it's a lesson to be learned for all of us. Like, you know, we're you're strapping young men right now, and I am, and I don't have any real health. I have a weird sort of back rib thoracic thing that is this chronic pain. It's never really that bad, but sometimes it gets kind of bad. Whatever. But like, that's only yeah. gonna be more of that kind of thing as we get older. So like, I worry so much about my parents, man. Like, well, okay, fine. We worry about your parents, but like, as far as ourselves go, like, I went for a couple of like since uh, runs. Like, I was I was also like wanting to get into running, and then you got the NRC running thing going, <clears throat> and I've been running, and uh, but now my knees are fucked up. Like now my knees like actually hurt. Not not bad, really. But like, a, are you stretching like, before a, you run? Uh, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not stretching. Right. Yeah. That helps. But like, I also am like, yeah, I hear about runners who run every day and their knees are fucked up. And I just like, I don't want, like, is there something I can do now that will help my knees later? I feel yoga, uh, yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly like the, the, when I was at my most fit, I was doing Bikram yoga every day. Um, or almost every because day. the knees the knees and are the thing that get, that fucks you in life and you yeah. and I see I see and old pe- knees and hips and I'm like okay we, yeah. uh, for all the like fucking bullshit guilt ridden health shit we talk about now it's like it feels like there's a couple of joints that we could focus on that yeah. will well, apparently the big thing is is actually strength training and like actually lifting weights because like as flexible as you are and as much density. into cardio as you are exactly. And like, you know, I, I mentioned my parents, but like, I just, I, I, I see them, you know, they, they're not fit. 
Um, and you know, my mom and my, my dad walks and swims and my mom does the elliptical kind of thing, but like, like, fuck, you could probably add like an extra 10 years to your life. If you just lifted weights and like, I'm on to talk, I'm not doing it. I'm fucking injuring my back, sledding down hills, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, like it, it seems like there's a recipe and that's, what's interesting about, I guess, you know, the human condition is there, there's actually, there's probably a, a few recipes that you could follow that will lead you to be, you know, your ideal self, at least physically. And yet you just don't do it. You don't do Cause, it. Cause, Cause you're lazy, whatever. I, it's I've, gotten hard. Into, I've gotten into weight training lately just because I enjoy it. Like, and it's, it's, I like, I'm the kind of person that I really can't, I can't, do you have weights uh, at home? I have a, like in my parents' house. Here's what I have. I have, I have two 25 pound dumbbells and two 15 pound dumbbells. So I can kind of do shoulder stuff and biceps, yeah, and triceps with all of that, and then the rest of it I can kind of do body weight. Like you can do push ups. You can do. I have. A, I also, I also yeah. have like a dip, a little dip setup, and a little pull up bar setup. So like you can kind of you kind of do need. everything you need. I, like recently, I've started going to the gym, and the gym allows you to do real squats and real bench press. Like that's you can go to the gym in right BC. Now? The gyms are open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are kind of okay, I guess. You don't even have a mask mandate. Uh, we do, do have you? a ma- we do have a mask mandate. You got to wear masks right now. That's, that's recent, though, right? Everyone's like, "Woo, masks!" Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so I know weird. It's, it's it's a different world out there. It right kind of is. Man. It's weird. I'm kind of not sure. I'm trying to figure out why, and I think it's kind of because people in Vancouver and the West Coast are actually like enjoy this lifestyle, anyways. What staying lifestyle? home? Yeah. I was going to say the like, opposite. It like, seems like people are more outdoorsy. Outdoors, that's out it, outdoorsy. Like people go on hikes. People like do shit outside. Like the right. weather's generally better. Um, that you know, this doesn't ex- like I, I explain why things are so bad in California. I guess that's just because L.A. and it's just like a party town, and people just will not stop partying in Los Angeles. You go up to Vancouver, nobody likes to party. Everyone wants to stay home, anyways. Huh. So coming from an uncouth perspective. Uh, and, you know, I've heard, you know, uh, mostly rural Albertans refer to Vancouver as Hongcouver. And if we're to take the uncouth approach of the coronavirus as the China flu, um, is that uh, not a right. big deal? So here's the thing. I think, you no, know, there's, you know there's even in Vancouver, like you, you talk to conservative Vancouverites. And and no, like, the fact is a lot of people from Hong Kong or China own a shitload of real estate in Vancouver. It's very valuable real estate. The, like, it's, but blah, blah, blah. But they're, not actually there. The they're not actually here. Like nobody's, nobody's really here. Like you have um, like Chinatown and you have like the Richmond night market that I'm sure they're just not doing. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, this is the, the, the thing. It's like, uh, like, it's not really fucking Chinese people flying in from China that are delivering the 
virus. Like it, it kind of is, but it's more yeah. like this other well, these other types of people spreading shit. And people are saying to be, like, you know, everyone tries to be, you know, apprehensive and suspicious about the numbers coming out of China, but kind of. I mean, as far as I can tell, and what's being put out in the media, it seems like they're actually doing better than most places. Like, that's, that's, maybe their strict lockdown. I mean, work. who knows? I don't. I don't trust I any don't of those know. numbers. They're all authoritarian. It's like coming yeah. out of an authoritarian government that like is obsessed with not being humiliated. On the other hand, like, uh, like maybe it, maybe worked, it worked, and also they're like, uh, like we don't know. Like we like all all I like and this is it like all you kind of know is what makes sense on a small scale, right? Which is why I'm kind of like okay, I live a pretty secluded life right now where I don't see a lot of people. I can see the odd friend. I can go to my grandma who doesn't see fucking anybody. I'm not I'm not coming in contact with all kinds of people or, or like even the people that I am coming into contact with. I know that they are in contact with a very, very limited number of people, and are all of those people are very low risk. No one's no one's going to parties. No one's like interacting with people who just like fucking flew in from wherever. And it's like from a common sense point of view, I can with good conscience just go see my grandma and feel fucking fine about it because no one's getting fucking COVID. Yeah, like just yeah. based on like even like the most radical understanding of how this virus spreads it's like i haven't seen fucking anyone i can drive yeah. in a car and go see my grandma who hasn't seen anyone yeah. meanwhile people are like oh don't you shouldn't you shouldn't stay home stay home it's like that's retarded and like not contributing to any like now now all of our just mental health sorry for using the word retarded and then making a point about (laughs) mental health but like (laughs) it's 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 driving it's driving down all of our mental health to be so isolated and let alone isolating our elderly and isolating all of ourselves and driving each other insane you know, but right. We were talking before about like there, kind like of there the, is a, you know, there, the alternative is just isolating the elderly. Yeah, you know that that seems like that would be actually the more effective way to go. My my grandma lives in a like it's not it's not a like I mean it's it's not an old folks home per se. It's one of those assisted living centers where they've got you know different wings and like if you're like. If you're okay, you've got your own apartment and you like go out and get your own, make your own food and da da da. But then there's like the next one over, they bring you food and the next one over, they change your diapers. And then it, it's kind of like a nice, easy transition. You move from wing to wing to wing and to wing until you're dead. And uh, there's, yeah, apparently a huge breakout there. And fuck, like you just. Uh, <laughs> you can't get away from it. Like she's just got to stay in her room and, uh, you know, not talk to anybody. And yeah, the isolation's real, man. Like it's, it's one thing for us, for people who know how to use zoom and, and, you know, have text messaging, but you know, for these, you're like, like you're like genuinely like grandma, alone, like, like, like to the point that yeah. none of us even understand. Like, yeah. And th- that's the craziest thing is like when when you are you know from stories that I've heard when you're 
if you're dying from COVID, you're dying alone. You're dying alone in like this plastic tent. No one can see you. Like you're just, you're done. It's not like you have cancer and people can hold your hand while you're dying. It's like, no, you're, that's it. It's all you. It's fucking that's terrifying. Horrible. It's it's horrible. Like yeah. it's, uh, and I guess I guess I guess what I question is, it's horrible, and like the consequences are going to go somewhere, no matter how you manage it, no matter how you think. It's like it's like this is the first time our our culture has had to deal with something really bad, and yeah. you know we can criticize how people have managed it, and it's like. Okay, it's gonna. It, you know, it's gonna, the, it's the weight is gonna bad. be bore by the economy. It's gonna be bore by all these people, yeah. all these elderly people who are dying, or these elderly people, people who are isolated, or you know, and 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 who it punishes ultimately is just like fucking working class, fucking poor people. What is so fucking disgusting is looking at the numbers of. The profits that have been made exponentially and the, cor- by the corporations, yeah, in the yeah. top tiers, they just profit off it They're through like, the pandemic. This is the, yeah. a, the there's an amazing um, one of my favorite podcast episodes. It's like a nothing episode. It's Tom Segura, the comedian. He has like a side podcast called Two Your, yeah, mom's, your house. mom's House. That guy he does a, a side podcast with um, Bert Kreischer, the Machine. You show you showed me the Machine <laughs> even before that thing went viral like yeah. there's and 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 i to this day that the the version you showed me is different than the version that went viral and it's yeah. better it's better yeah i think we watched it you, together you were like here you no, no you just, you, you, sh- you in the pure spirit of youtube we're like dude you gotta see this video and it was <laughs> yeah. it was the machine yeah. story and it was like purely a viral yeah. video i was like oh this is just like some comedian like it was nobody but like it was a pure anyway um uh but um there was an episode that uh tom zagura did he does with bird kreischer called two bears one cave and it's great it's like just silliness whatever but uh bird kreischer was like on tour or something so he got um you know tim dylan yeah so tim he wore the free Galane shirt on uh, one of the Rogan <laughs> yeah, yeah, episodes. Yeah. yeah he... Which, and I think just, just as an aside, I think just one of the best, most like, you know, fuck you lines <laughs> ever was he got asked why he was wearing the free Galane shirt. And he said, you got to believe all women. <laughs> It's like, dude, you're the ultimate He's the troll. Ultimate troll. He, t- in, Tim Dillon like, is but, one of my... Like, in a very kind t- Tim Dillon has, somehow. I, I think, won the pandemic. He's like... Like more than like Andrew Schultz, whatever. I don't, I don't actually love Andrew Schultz that much. He's pretty funny, but whatever. Huh. But Tim Dillon, to me, is my hero. And anyway, he did a... Um, an episode of Two Bears, One Cave where he was like the guest. And it was him talking to Tom Segura. And... He he was telling he was recounting a story of, excuse me. He was like hanging out with some like Hamptons rich guy, like some like like you can't barf. No, I'm just like, <laughs> I was like burping and I've got hiccups. I'm good. Uh, what do you, what did you what did you pick up after that? Prosecco, uh, I just got a couple of beers, uh, a couple of gr- couple of grapefruit nice. IPAs, which I know is like the, f- do the, the do these house owners know that you're 
just uh, they gave us they gave us they they, they gave us drinking. permission to to stay Jerk here off. and they're not here. So I, to me, that means I can kind of do whatever I want. Um, I, I'll clean up after I'm, you know, whatever. Um, but don't, uh, don't don't spill a bottle of wine on the I've wall. I've been care- <sighs> that's don't leave your underwear and nail clippings anywhere. Did I do that? I know about the <laughs> I know about aside, the wine stain. You gotta re- re- remember remember where you, where you left off. But uh, <laughs> wine stain one thing. Uh, another yeah, just uh, another classic Andrew move is uh, leaving your underwear just in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you can stay obviously like you're m- like in like on like, the floor, just like in the corner. Here. Yeah, just like I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm like, is that Andrew's underwear? I guess. I guess it's, I mean, my house, your house. And then the uh, the classic, the, the last time you were over, which is like, I just got to cut my nails. And you came to the couch with the nail clippers. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no, listen, I can cut my nails without leaving any clippings. And uh, I mean, that that was an enlightening experience. So wait, so were there clippings? Yes. Like left behind. Yeah, who cares? It's on the floor. Is that what I said? Well, yeah. I mean, you showed me your technique, which was you cut the right-hand side, but not all the way to the middle. Left-hand side, not all the way to the middle, and then twist. So, oh, that's, I guess that's cool. But yeah, then, then... You know, when we were cleaning up, I'm like, what the fuck? Andrew's nail nail clippings clippings all over the floor. (laughs) Okay, so, okay, fine. But, like, my point... Anyway, go on. Okay, it might not just be your dog who's upset with me as a house guest. It might be I am a little bit gross as a person. That's why I love you. No, I mean, that's not why, but it's part 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 of the the package. It's part of the deal, I guess. But I, you know, yeah. that that's yeah. no, that's gross. I get it. I, I'm 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 grossed <laughs> out by people for shit like that, and so this is my. I'm not grossed out it was, by it. Was, it was Sarah, wasn't it? Oh, come on. We'll get her on the podcast, and we'll have a whole thing. What well, I was it, thinking okay, is, we if should I, get if Sarah I come, and Arthur. I love you guys. I love spending time. time with you. If if I come, I will promise not to clip my. I'll clip my nails before I come. Those things take a long time to grow. Clip your nails into your underwear. And then I'll leave it in the bathroom so then, for your yeah, maid exactly. to collect. Uh, I wish I had a um, maid. Okay. But, so, any, okay. So, okay. Go on. Um, Tom, Seg- <laughs> Tom Segura was interviewing Tim Dillon, and Tim Dillon was talking about... Um, oh, fuck me. I'm, I'm totally derailed. Two Bears, One Cave, um, Tim Dillon, guest star... I'm oh yeah, yeah okay yeah, no, no, no. okay but rich yeah. rich, rich pe- like how rich people handle things and he was like right. he, was ta- he was like hanging out with some rich people in the hamptons and they were like he was talking about like all of the like crazy shit that's been happening in the news lately and he was like and you like talking to these rich people and they were kind of like yeah but that's like just that's just like it's just like twitter Right, it's just kind of bullshit. Like, right. and he's like, "Well, cities are burning. Like, there's, like, there's some serious <laughs> things that are happening." He's like, "Yeah, they're like, yeah, but like, that's just yeah. like Twitter." It's this great whole podcast <laughs> riff. We just think about how these rich people who are just like, it's like, it's, and it's like, it's kind of about how like that's, like, like, 
the craziest way to be is just like rich and kind of out of touch and he'll, he'll the guy is like they're talking he, he like asks them he's like he's like do you really want to go back to the old way and he's like yeah i kind of would like to live my life normally and he's like but isn't this isn't this kind of great yeah. he's like and he'll say something like you know if i could you know not make quite as much money but then spend this time with my family i would do it and then he has a moment where he's like oh like this guy's actually a human being and then the next beat is the guy saying you know what and i looked at the numbers we're actually making more money (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's like he's like oh you're not actually a human you're just like realize you're benefiting off of the, all of this so yeah you're fucking smaug with the dragon you're just a gold yeah. hoarder like the it, 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 it seems I don't know I feel like it would be almost easier if that was your priority because like you could follow a few rules and just like you know I want the gold I'll get the gold but uh I kind of I, I kind of don't care and I think that's kind of what makes yeah. it harder. Yeah. I I have to pee. I'll be back. I'll be back real quick. I'm going to okay. not give you something to talk about now. Good luck. Oh shit, that kind of makes it harder. Right. <clears throat> well, uh I've been doing some back exercises. Like I said, I got this exercise ball. Um the 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 weird thing about having a fucked up back is that it's kind of this um, uh, endless cycle, I guess, where when your back hurts, you're obviously not doing exercises in order to strengthen your core, or strengthen your back, and that just makes it easier for your back to get fucked up. This is pretty boring. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a story. Maybe I told it the last time, but I'm looking at this poster right now. I've got this... Uh, flat earth poster um called the flat earth map real world and it's a poster from the 50s from the original flat earth society before it kind of became a meme and um our most recent move sarah and i got movers which was a blessing you know thank uh whatever for that uh and they were one of the guys was bringing one of these the the poster in is a Hey, uh, oh, you like the the flat earth? You, you, you a flat earther to Sarah? And Sarah was like, "Oh no, not really." He's like, "Oh, then why do you have the flat earth map?" She's like, "Oh, it's just my boyfriend." And so then I talked to the guy later. He's like, "Hey, your girlfriend? She said the uh, she you know she don't believe in the flat earth." I'm like, well, you know, I uh, I got the poster. Just trying to be coy with them. It's like, yeah, I mean, uh, if you got the poster, uh, I think there's something about it. So, I mean, all that being said, uh, turns out I had flat earth movers. Um, I also had an experience where I had, uh, you know, I work with, with I'm, I'm on Zoom all day. And I had this poster in the background. And somebody messaged me uh from work they uh <laughs> they they saw the they saw the poster they uh <laughs> they saw the poster in the background they said hey really like that flat earth map 
and I thought they were joking. And I said, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm more of a dodecahedron Earth kind of guy." And uh, they never messaged me back. And then only later did I realize, like, "Oh shit, they were actually a flat earther." And uh, yeah, we haven't really talked since. All right, I'm back. Here we are. <clears throat> Ejac Radio. Here wait. No, it's not Ejac Radio anymore. No, I know. I know it was YSB, but it's but I I'm going to keep referring it to Ejac just like as like a like a nickname. Yeah, yeah. You know what? So this is why I want to have Vanessa on as the next guest. Um cuz I had, you know, we got drunk together at the Diving Bell uh, a couple months ago and I had, you know, against my better judgment told her about the podcast and then she asked me uh i think today she was like wait what was the name of your podcast again and i told her i was like well it was called (laughs) uh ejaculation but my phone auto corrected it to eject elation and, you're, um, and she's like, that's the lamest name of a podcast I've ever heard. No, in my she was life. like, oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> and then I had to, and then I had to correct it. I was like, oh no, it's Sorry, not ejaculation. It's like a kind of like proto ejaculation like, sounding podcast. It's like it's called ejaculations, and it's because yeah, it's, it's just called ejaculation I'm a, I'm, with a dash. Yeah, I told her, I was like, oh, it's our initials. It's really funny. And, uh, but then I was like, no, well, actually, the new name is You're So Baby. And she's like, wait, like the the Donnie and Joe Emerson song? I was like, you are the next guest. You, I mean, that, like, come on. Like, the, the, already the miss, she had also misinterpreted those lyrics the same way we did. It was like, okay, come on. You're next. You're next. She's going to be a great guest. You'll love her. Um, it's uh, ah, fuck, all these people I want you to meet in person, man. It's uh, it's so weird. But here's the beauty of podcasting. Like, I think, especially if you have access to somewhere like the the, the diving bell or like any of these yeah. sort of studio spaces or something. Like, I, my dream is to, you know, with in the nearest future, start doing this shit in person. Like, yes, and just do it enough that it. Why don't you move back to Montreal? I mean, we're in COVID. You can't act. Come up. I'll come, come back. back. <laughs> okay, so do dude. It. Like, the, it, COVID is me navigating other people's comfort levels. Like, if if you're cool with me right. swinging through and like painting your place and making some podcasts, and I'll be your porno cameraman yeah. or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to wear a blindfold. <laughs> see-through blindfold we need to make sure the angles are good anyway um (laughs) uh that's what helped us buy this condo by the way yeah no doubt i've been keeping track of your numbers (laughs) you fucker dude you're the one that didn't block off ontario since you heard out anyway oh shit (laughs) you're right and whatever i'm proud of it but that, that, that's actually like can we get in can we talk about it or do you want to keep it not yeah no we can talk about it uh because i'd love to i would love to i would actually love to actually ask you about it because i'm a like a porno sure. connoisseur i love it and i've actually been like right. following the porno industry and where it's going and i've listened to the butterfly yeah. effect by john ronson and the last the last right. days of yeah. august ames which is another his like sequel podcast which wasn't quite as good but it was it was still interesting um but it's also like this new industry that's just like 
occurred and that I've benefited off of as a masturbator. Um, and like a lot of my favorite porn stars are just like fucking randos who upload their shit. Um, and also some of the, I think, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of the best porn stars are cool. Are cool. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Like, and there's something, I don't know what that X factor is, so to speak, but there's, I don't know, maybe it's just my own interpretation of, of the, of the medium and the, you know, the piece, but you know, I'm talking about as if it's like the fucking criterion collection, but, but you should, you, you should talk you, where it you is can worthy know of talking about that way. Like it is. Listen, man, I think, and this is my opinion and I'm maybe biased, but I think it's a fucking art form if you do it properly. And just like you can make a film or versus a TikTok video, you can make an artful piece of pornography versus smut. And but like it's, it's, whatever it's, it's you art, define that as, it's artful in the same way opinion. that like it's 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 like it's like in that spot of like some people say that it's art. And some people say that it's not art the same way that people used to say that about fucking television or, ev- or even the same even, way that you would movies. talk about radio yeah. lab versus a chaotic yeah. random, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, fly on the wall yeah. podcast. It's all, it yeah. all has its merit. So, and I think what, I, what I'd like to know though, is like, how did, how did that ha- all happen? So, um, we were living at, uh, at, uh, Esplanade. I don't know how it happened. Actually, I, I can we tell you my my into... take on it. How I found out about it, sure. and like maybe you can curtail yeah, yeah, your yeah. story. Like you, I feel like there was yes. maybe maybe a turning point when you guys went to Cinema Lamour and like f- maybe fucked in in those like yes. like up You're up very upright accurate. coffins where you were like fucking in front of a bunch <laughs> of weirdos in like a movie theater. By the way, I I am curious about Cinema Lamour. I like. I actually have a great affection for that place. And I went in there and I bought a hoodie and I walked into the movie theater and I was like, I, this isn't for me. Like, I'm not going to come in and jerk off, but I'm so glad it just makes, it just warms my heart that this place exists and still exists. And And I hope they're still okay. What I love about it too is that it's no, they're good. And what I love about it is that it has kind of this mainstream Montreal appeal (laughs) But it's not like this uh, blemish on Montreal. It's like both lauded as one of the oldest cinemas in the city. Uh, The place that Houdini was punched to death in front of, which is a fun fact. Um, And also like lauded by, you know, the the STBSL Société Boulevard Saint Laurent and the city it's just like people accept in it's Montreal a cultural, it's, super it's a cultural sex, staple yeah you know? like I love it's, I love that there's great. still this like acceptance and um celebration of just like it like it it, it goes deeper than like this like sex positivity it's more just like yeah. allowing us to be dirty and perverted yeah. like there's something about that there movement is, of- i gotta say there is a side where it's like a little bit um it, it's a little bit uh kind of not rose tinted glasses but like and not exploitative but like kind of taking advantage like the the people who are like yeah i love cinema l'amour 
probably haven't been and the the target demographic for that place is homeless men that pay two bucks to go see a porn because they don't have internet um but yeah, then but the isn't other that, side isn't that of that is the nothing? people like it is better than nothing but it it, it is it is you know, like hipsters like us being like uh, "Ooh, it's so amazing exactly. it's so cool but like what am i supposed exactly. to think about but it? i'm glad like, there's that exactly and i'm glad there's that middle ground where like you know, someone like, like, like my partner and I can go fuck in the background of it. Like, yeah, that's but cool. like, the, like that's cool. okay, the, like, but then the, the the alternative is then it just doesn't exist at all. And where do those exactly. where do those homeless guys go to jerk off? Exactly. Like, at least they yeah, have this exactly. place, and I think that's amazing, and that's that's yeah. what I'm celebrating anyway. Yeah, but no, you're you're right. That was definitely the uh, the the antecedent action to this, and I don't actually remember like what. You know, we'd had some conversations about it. We, you know, we're both very um, porn positive and horny people. So, like, we were talking about it. And so the first step was actually um, chatterbait. And so, like, we weren't making videos. It was just, like, we would turn on the webcam and we would just make money just, like, sitting around. How much? Here's my, here's my question. Like, what was, yeah. what was the, like, was there a night where... You did it. Maybe it was more about you guys having a like a funny sexual night in on the camera in front of people on the internet. And then was there a moment where like the numbers just kind of flipped to a point where you were like, "Yo, you you almost got it." It wasn't it wasn't funny. It was really sexy. It was like you know you're you're just doing what you're doing, and you and know you just heard the like ding ding you ding, like ding, to ding, fuck. Ding, 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 well, kind of, you hear the ding, 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 but like you just kind of get off on. Yeah, I mean, it turns out we're both exhibitionists in a way, and so it wasn't listening to the dings; it was just kind of going at it, and then not hearing the dings or or any of that. Because like, there's like a gamification to that, right? Like you can set up these little goals and blah 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 blah. But we didn't do that, and we then after we were finished, looked back at the numbers and was like, "Holy shit, we made like." $700 in the last 20 minutes like okay this is something that we can do and so then we tried to do that more on the regular but it um, it was kind of an ordeal you know it's like a it's like a three hour commitment because you've got it kind of built up and da 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 and you gotta like engage with social next, media and like well no not really it was just like people you know you there's no social media it's just kind of within the chatterbait realm and um it's it's funny we like there's these it's all anonymous people right and so like you can like people were asking us to be uh, um like moderators where like they would boot people if they said the wrong things and da 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 so that okay and so there was like this one moderator that was cool and uh turned you know like we were sending pictures back and forth with them and then it turns out they were like this fake person and they were sending pictures of themselves that weren't themselves and it was like a weird thing like okay this this environment's like a little weird and so then we um based on our activity on that site we got approached by this site called lustery um which was like they pride themselves on being like real couples like doing da 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 and so they offered us uh it was like a thousand euros so it was like i don't know like 13 50 1400 bucks for like a 20 minute video and we're like okay yeah we'll do that and so we sent them that but then we're like we don't have creative control over that they then own the rights and we're like 
we were looking online. Can I? Just, like, I, I feel like I'm in a weird. I feel like I'm in a weird position where I kind of need to like be honest with you. I've actually yeah. followed your guys' career very closely. Well, that, that's great. I mean, listen, like the, to the point the, where it's, the, it's that fantasy that you have. Like, I mean, maybe you haven't had this fantasy for a while since you like entered the business. Where like when you're watching when you're watching porn, you think about like, okay, what if like someone I knew all of a sudden started all I of a sudden started that making moment. porn, and like, how would you? Handle I dream it? for that moment, and I'm like, yeah. that then that happened to me. Like and I never thought it yeah. would. I never thought that would ever happen to me. It was just like always. Uh, it was I'm always my fantasy of like someone still. that I knew would all of a sudden start making porn, and it it happened, and and it, it was very public. It was like because I moved to Ontario and your guys's video was trending <laughs> on the front page it. of Pornhub, right. and yeah. I look and I clicked on. Yeah. And I was like, "Is this what I think it is?" And I was like, oh, <laughs> it is. And then I texted you right away. I said, you're on the front yeah. page of Pornhub. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And I didn't yeah. know. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I, you know, I, I, I felt like I did the right thing. But like since then, yeah. I was maybe expecting those videos to go away because you're like, okay, I don't want Andrew or anyone living in Ontario to see them. They didn't go away. Mm. So I, 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 to be honest, mm. I've, been fo- I've been following you. And then I like, as any like insane person who finds out that their hot friends do porn i like i actually <laughs> am quite knowledgeable about your career and i and i found well, the, i found the lustery listen, video i went to lustery I, oh, I, yeah. I, I i i you know i i like basically looked at, i found i looked at the watermark of the that that video <laughs> that was posted <laughs> and then i could anyway no no it makes sense and like the the so I, you could take one of, you know, one of two approaches, right? One is, oh shit, somebody found out and I feel really bad about it. But if that's the approach you're going to take, then you shouldn't the first be doing place, yeah. it because people are going to find out about it. Like regardless of how many geolocation boundaries you're going to set you put up, shit on the, if you if like, you take video and put it on the internet, internet. you're going to, that's, that's the, that's yeah. the, the we're, devil's we're deal that you We're constantly fighting yeah. Yeah, we're constantly fighting um, kind of copyright claims because, like, you know, we we we're you know, quote unquote, well, not quote unquote, we're Pornhub exclusive, meaning that we earn so anytime extra 5% any a video gets posted uh, to like Cam Bay or like any of those sites, that means they fight for us. They they will put their team into removing that, and in order, you know, the the reward that we get is we get an extra five percent revenue for being exclusive. But the, what that also means is that we can't post the same content on other sites. Uh, so okay. we promise to post it all on Pornhub. Do you, do you uh, guys get more revenue do you guys from it believe in Pornhub? Easier. Do you think like they're a good uh like company? I do in terms I of do. like pushing like, like the, in the porn, last... like the sex work porno industry forward. Like they're basically like the YouTube of like pornography. And yeah, but and also I think the way the that last, like YouTube that like New York Times article that came out about um uh, you know, und- underage and exploited people. I think, you know, that's a fair conversation to have, but, you know, maybe this is a whataboutism, but the, the stuff that gets put on Facebook is exponentially worse than, than what happens on Pornhub. Uh, they pivoted and now no one is able to post without being a verified account, meaning right, that you right, have right. to... So in order for us to be verified we had to send pictures of our ids like it's a whole thing by the way um, i actually i actually did no, a stint on um 
chatterbait as like a like a solo jerker offer ah see that's a market that i think is probably i didn't didn't work that hard at it i just tried it out and like i found a couple of like very sympathetic people who were like oh you're clearly new here here's a couple of coins (laughs) (laughs) yes yes (laughs) there were very there was a couple of very sweet guys and um yeah yeah but no, so the, the the journey, like we haven't done the the chatterbait thing in a while. The lustry thing happened, and then we we're like, "Yeah, wait a second, we own this shit. Let's just do the best thing that we can." And like I said, like the one of two approaches: one is being, you know, ashamed and embarrassed when somebody finds out. The other is owning it and knowing that you've made your best work. Because like I said, it's fucking art, and. We, you know, like the money that we've made from that, I bought an awesome camera and we're starting to make like higher level production, which I'm very proud of and I get to nerd out on. And, uh, you know, we don't do stuff that often, but we're, I mean, I'm proud to say that out of everyone that ever posts anything on Pornhub, we're number 234 in the world. That's fucking awesome. Fucking And... For doing it in a very relaxed yeah, yeah, fashion, yeah. like I know like that, how you like, guys if we exist were to put on, on content Hub once is a like week. How I want to exist yeah. on the podcast app with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And like, I don't know. You know, cut to ten years from now, maybe. Sir, uh, you know, my partner and I have kids, and like, you know, we pull all this stuff offline. It'll still exist. It'll still be out there. But in my opinion, this is. Like we've, we, I'm sure every single podcast I've, I've, I've said this exact, this exact thing, if not every single one, at least half of them very soon, there's going to be a presidential race where every single candidate has a dick pic. Every single person is going to have some kind of sex tape. And at that point, thank God it will be normalized. And, and like, that's just something that been, people have it's to been admit going that, with that happens. Way with, like, I remember, I remember when Barack Obama was, you know, running for election, running, running, keep going with that. I got I, I remember when Barack Obama was running for president. And I remember, I, I, I vividly remember this. A girl in my class was like, and, and it was, it was, it was like the fucking stupid day where it was like, if it got revealed that Barack Obama had done cocaine in his early days as a tw- in his twenties, when he was at university, it came out that Barack Obama had done cocaine. And I remember this girl in my class was like, do we really want a president who has done cocaine before? Like, I don't know how many ounces of cocaine that girl, I'm sure, has done by now. But it's probably a lot. And also, her point is wrong. I want my president to have done cocaine just so that he understands what it is. And if you're someone... If you're... If you're someone who's passing laws about cocaine... You should know what it is. At least, at least, and and so we should know. We should know that you know what it is, so that if you're behind laws, we know that you know that it's bullshit laws. It's it's stupid. It's like cocaine is just like it, it makes you like have conversations that you wouldn't otherwise have, and it gives you a certain kind of high that like is addictive to some and. 
as if you're if you have an addictive personality meaning if you've been like probably traumatized it's gonna fill that hole in your heart and um uh i don't fucking know it just is what it is and it's probably not that big a deal and we shouldn't pass laws we should legalize it we should regulate it you should be able to buy yeah this is a this is a whole can of worms anyway all right hi um um I was talking about drugs and coke and legalization, which is all very boring to me. I want to get back to porn. I was, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's like this, this big secret that I, I wish I could talk to people about. So I'm really happy to be able to talk to you about it because I'm really proud of it. Of like it's it's a it's an accomplishment, it's an you, achievement that I'm like yeah, really you should stoked be. about. You, you've, and I've been following your career, and you've clearly put a lot of work into it. And I've I, I've been, but actually not that much. Well, and that's not, what's you cool. know whatever, like not that much, but like it's 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 it's, it's not the same effort you've probably put into the podcast, whatever. Like you, and it's also something you enjoy, so it's it yeah. makes it easy to you know follow it. Yeah. But um. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's it's. What were you gonna say? No. Just I'm 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 stoked about it. We actually got a package. Um, last month it was like this uh, appreciation package from Pornhub. I've seen a lot of people opening their like boxes. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Yeah, we got a cool leather jacket, like this leather and, and suede leather uh, letter jacket with like, uh, you know, our name on the back and like a couple of patches, like 100,000 subscriber patch, 200,000 subscriber patch. And it's so funny because like watching uh, my like my brother's career on YouTube yeah, yeah, is like yeah. he's gaining subscribers and stuff. And this is like this public thing that he can like post on Facebook and be like, hey, I'm a YouTuber. This is how many subscribers I have. And I'm like, I'm like catching up to yeah, you, man, yeah, but yeah. I can't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell anyone about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, I guess he, yeah. No, I can't. And I, and I don't want to. When you say, like, when you, say you can't tell anyone time, about it, what do you mean by that? Like you can't tell your family, you can't, you get, I guess you can't like market it on. Fuck no, I'm not going to tell my, I'm not going to post on Facebook. Like, Hey, I reached 200,000 <laughs> subscribers on like c- coming on some tits. Like. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. I know, I know, but it's. It, but that's but that's, kinda, like, that's also the it, point. It, it yeah. doubles the yeah, enjoyment yeah. of it. Honestly, He's like every one of and my like, subscribers is like worth like like at least a hundred of your subscribers. Fucking. Oh, definitely. And like, what what's cool too is like, there is this weird, um, like, genuineness, genuineness, genuinity. What would you say? Genuinity, genuineness. There's a, a certain level of authenticity. Thank you, authenticity in the fucking Pornhub comments. Oh yeah, I love, like, I love the. I love. I'll read the comments. Just like people are like, oh, love you guys. Like, yeah, happy yeah, to yeah. have you back. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, turns out everybody's the same. Everybody in like what I appreciate most is that i'm putting out the content that i would want to watch i don't i don't comment on any fucking videos like i'll just play it and you know maybe i'll save it and forget about it but 
turns out the stuff that we're making people are enjoying as if i would enjoy it and it's like i don't know that's that's the biggest thing for me it's just like it's cool it's cool. I can't tell anybody, but it's cool, and I'm I'm stoked yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, one hundred one hundred. I I have I have genuine appreciation for you what, what you what you guys do, um, from a just like a like a fan perspective, but also like I've gotten into kind of you know making this kind of content just privately. It's fucking fun, man. Like, so why don't you do it? You know what? Some of the best and and listen, I don't I don't regret going f- like face mode, but I think there is a like yeah, especially yeah. on porn yeah, yeah, right yeah. Now, it's all faceless people like, make yeah, yeah, more yeah. With, with no face, no face yeah, yeah, yeah. because no, people 100, like, the like it's 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 a whole thing and like just be jerk off man yeah no 100 and like if if i did, made the choice to like go down that road i like in like applied all of my show business savvy and like everything to it i i i could I'd be like, oh, I can. I, I'm like looking at this industry. I'm like, oh, it's a whole different kind I'm of like, headshot. Oh, I could be a millionaire. My dick's not <laughs> as big as yours, but it's like it's it's a, it's it's like close. Never. Like it's not it's not far off. Like it's like it's a sure. porno dick. It's still a porno dick. And like, go. and I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to like brag or be like braggadocious or whatever. I'm, not, I'm just speaking <laughs> factually. Uh, this is just what we want to know something really yeah. funny if 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 the if yeah. the nerd was to follow your career in public media from beginning to end they would be on this like amazing trail from trying to <laughs> understand why this guy takes pee breaks during podcasts that last about 15 seconds and can come back and start podcasting. And everybody on the episode is like, how did you pee so fast? We know how long that hallway is. But if that fan sticks with Evan Johnston, he will watch a video that will reveal how that hose works. <laughs> it's like, uh, I guess a sniper rifle fires faster than a It's pistol. like you just... It's it's a different hose. You've got a you've got a washer. Well, listen, you've got actually, a um. What's it's like a you've got the well, soaker setting. No, no. This this is something that's been actually causing me some uh, serious anxiety lately, and it, I think it's in 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 correlation to the back injuries and and kind of the the overarching idea of like lack of core strength. But my um my P streams have been uh like a lot weaker lately. And like, whereas I used to be able to just, you know, pee and it's just a stream, but I think in quarantine in the last year of not being fit and lack of core strength, I'm having like, um, like a weak, like a pee stream where like, it's not directed and it's kind of like fraying yeah, off. What, what I'm referring to is it like, looks like your dick has a big urethra. Does I think it? so. <laughs> I, I, I really? mean, pull that shit up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I the one another thing I'm self conscious about is like you see these fucking videos, man. Where like you know it's uh these like fucking 
ropers just like pew 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 it's like fuck did you hit the wall like man? coming and stuff like, like that but y- like y- yeah do you, you know what i'm talking about like where they like it's literally like shooting across the room that's that's not something i've ever been able to do no no no, no. we've, we've talked like, about this yeah yeah, yeah. taking zinc yeah. No, but like, it's is just, your is uh, your is your not dick a not a little like the like the end of your dick not a little wider? Like, do you not have like a bit more? I don't know. The the is the it how is the eye of your me. penis not just like a little bigger than everyone else? No, I don't okay. think so. I, I might be reading the video wrong. I also read some comments that were like along the lines. I was like, oh, his dick eye is bigger. Oh yeah, I saw one of those. Yeah, yeah, I saw one of those, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't know either. I'm just like trying to answer the podcast peeing question. I'm like, this guy's must like. I I always thought you just must have a host, and I'm like, okay, this urethra adds up to how fast this guy peed on my old, old podcast with him. So okay, but it could, it could be wrong. Well, no, yeah. See, but the, but this is this is the. This, by the way, we, the, we, know, we, have, we took a after, fucking four after year like break. two and a half hours. We finally hit our podcasting stride. This is fucking a material right here. <laughs> there we go. Here, I'll just cut yeah, the yeah, rest yeah. out. But no, dude, like this, like you know, in the four year break, back when we were doing it in the studio in, in Van Horn, um, yeah, just instant, like twenty seconds, boom, boom, boom. But like I'm saying, man, like I, I feel like I don't know if I need to contact a doctor or something. But like when I pee now. It's, it's like a, it's like a, like an old man sighing. It's like, <laughs> <sighs> like before it was like, it was like, <clears throat> it was like a, like a full and, hose. Like, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, it was like on then off and I'm done and I'm back into the yeah. studio and now it's like, can't wait a couple seconds. It's uh, it, it I don't know it 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 causes me some anxiety and like I think it like I said I think it's wrapped into the same like lack of core strength and and back pain kind of thing. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I haven't googled it yet, but I've thought about googling like um weak p stream. Like what does that mean? Do you do you ever have it like where where it just kind of like part of the stream kind of flies off in one direction. Yeah, but I always thought that was because I, I, I'm uncircumcised and, like, I've got a store of, like, smegma or something that just, like, builds up and then that, that, that just then cuts my stream in half and I just need... Okay, wait, I have to ask this. So when you pee, do you pull back the foreskin to pee or do you just kind of let it go yeah 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 no i when i when i pee when i fuck when i everything i pull the foreskin back and like i i'm i'm a privileged uncut fella in that i don't have a big foreskin like like i get a boner it goes away like it looks like if i if i have a boner like it looks like i i I was circumcised like it doesn't like i I'll, i'll have conversations with lovers and it's like wait why what is this big deal about foreskins and i'm like i'm not the guy who should you should talk to about foreskins i don't isn't that so yeah. weird though that like that circumcised like i guess in north america or in canada to like circumcised and i guess porn does a big deal with with the normalization of that but like circumcision is like the default i mean not if none of you watch, watch european porn which is which is the I best guess. porn but um 
but it's fucking weird, man. And like, you know, I've had conversations with, with, you know, my partner and other people actually too about like, you know, would you circumcise your kid? My answer is fucking no. Like, yeah, I'm circumcised. The only reason I'm circumcised is because my dad was circumcised. There's certain things where you're like... I'm not Jewish. I'm not... I don't have a lot of, um, like, morals or, like, uh, things I feel strongly about. But, like, if you're going to tell... Like, to me, then it's like, oh, you've got to prove to me why you should cut some skin off of a baby. It's genital mutilation. Oh, because it looks yeah, better. Okay, but to me, that's not quite good enough no, that's of such a reason. Bullshit. Listen, if you want to get circumcised, do it yourself when you're 18. Like, a- and I can guarantee you that no 18 year old that's uncircumcised yeah. is going to say, "Yeah, I'm going to do it." No, it's fucking bullshit. We don't live in the desert anymore. Like, I guess that was kind of the initial idea. Like, don't get sand in your foreskin like what was like, i guess it's a yeah, jewish thing and like even even like most like i don't know even, even to the point where it's like oh it's like unattractive or it's weird or something it's like most dicks look weird and suck a, a select few of us have beautiful penises and then we start podcasts start called ejaculations <laughs> uh, uh it's too on point um, man it's too on point but like you know, like I'm I, I, I'm uncircumcised, and every woman I've been with don't they don't even under they don't even know that what that is they don't even care like nobody they don't no, of give, course, nobody cares of course. like no one cares no one cares there there is a certain like level of um not regret but like. You know, you you read these articles, like especially about the, like the anti-circumcision movement, where like um, apparently, like by circumcising somebody, you lose um, certain feeling in the the tip of your um, glands. Like more, you're more intact. Right? Exactly. So, like by being uncircumcised, like you're protecting your glands from friction in your underwear or whatever. And so me as a circumcised person, like it's constantly rubbing against my underwear. So, yeah. Like, it's I feel like whatever, whatever like damage I was protected from by being uncircumcised, I've, I've done away with myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Like, fuck. If I, I guess if I had, not been circumcised if i had some extra super glands power like that would be dangerous like i'm already in no i don't i I don't believe in any of that like i think that's bullshit i think the idea of like oh one dick is less intact than another because you were circumcised or not like i i guess it's a a different process like like there is there is something to there's a point there no no but what i what uh one thing i do hear about is like people who are circumcised it's like oh you've got to spit on your hand to jerk off or something whereas like i'm my dick is already in a pocket pussy (laughs) and i can i can just literally just jerk my foreskin over my dick and like it's just i'm already like i'm fine like i don't need spit i don't need lube i don't need anything whereas like it's it is this norm of like ooh, i'm i'm like bringing like louis ck bringing lube over the border (laughs) or in his flight so he can jerk (laughs) off with it i'm like why would you need to jerk off with lube because you have like i I have a whole skin over my dick like jerking off is just better without with a foreskin i think 
Probably, but I don't know. How do you jerk I mean, off? It's, uh, Tell us. It's fine. <laughs> um, the last few years, left-handed. Weirdly, but like you're 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 in a long-term pornographic a partnership, so you don't really jerk off that much anymore, really, or do you? I never. Yeah, like a couple times a day. Oh, for okay, you're keeping it real. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truth be told, it's um. Whether it's compulsion or not, it that's just uh, kind of baseline. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you and you and me, are the, I, uh, you and me are the same. It's, we're the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it is what it is. Um, to the degree where um, <laughs> I have a I have a a curve which I don't I don't think would have developed had it not been for the you know the hand that I used and the angle that I used for you know the first few years of puberty. Um, that's just, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't call it a compulsion. I would just call it more like, um, Oh, uh, oh why you know, not? You, you eat breakfast. Well, no, it's, it's, it's just, uh, for me, it's normal. You know, you eat breakfast and lunch and dinner no, and but, you jack uh, off a couple No, but times I'll, a I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, like I, like for the first time in my life over the last like couple of months, like with 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 like a combination it's like a combination of where i am geographically like at my parents house in bowen island yeah uh like in this corner of the country i'm like 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 depressed for the first time in my life which is you know like oh privilege whatever but uh, i uh, glad i was never depressed before like i'm fully like just i, I, I clocked it's just like i'm in a zone where i'm like oh, i'm talking i'm fucking depressed like i'm just like depressed like i'm sad just for yeah. no reason well i wouldn't say for no but, like, reason it, yeah but... and so and so but what com- we can get into that whatever but like what comes with that is just like a kill of my sex drive like and yeah. but it doesn't come with it doesn't mean I don't jerk off anymore. But like when I do, it's like it's meaningless. I'm just like I'm like emptying yes. this trumpet spit valve, and it's point yeah. and it's and no, it's completely agreed. pointless. And it's like oh, I guess I could jerk off. Cool. All right, she's hot. All right, done. All right, uh, moving on. Whereas before, even before when I was like fucking a lot and like excited about life and like fucking around and blah blah blah, and I, even when I would come to jerking off. I would be like, "Ooh, who am I excited about today? Let's ex- let's let's, right. let's have a fun private fantasy." And I would be right. like, even excited about jerking. Whereas now, because I'm just depressed by like ultimately purely external forces. Uh, but it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm in yeah, the same way yeah. where it's just like, okay, just like what's it gonna be? Okay, get this over with, and then try to and go it's to like, sleep. It's like it's like oh yeah, yeah, jerking off. I guess I should do that because it's something I used to do like five times a day. Let's try it out. All right, yeah. it was cool. Yeah, she's how, hot. How long right. have you gone without? Um, without like uh, uh, like I've never like put myself to the test or whatever. I've I've incidentally probably gone a couple days, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't jerked right. off. Jesus, all right. Um, I I guess I'll. Incidentally, I've probably gone. Yeah, same one or two, but um, with conscious effort. I've never I've, I've never put I've never times tried to go yeah, for a week, but... and I've never made it. Well, it, at a certain point, you're like, why bother? But I, I don't know, man. I feel like 
I've definitely I hear about no like, fats I, mul like multiple times. Like, oh, yeah, like sure, but you're it's not you're not going to transcend you're save your energy and yeah. you're not going to jerk off. I'm like I like jerking off. Like, bullshit. Fuck, fuck off. Like bullshit. But like I've said, I've I've tried to go excuse me for for a week and I've never I've never made it to the 7 days. I've never made it Maybe now's the time. You could do it. Come on. It like, it's not that hard. Like, I mean, unless unless your brain no, is I just know, like... I know, I know. Like, I know it's not. But don't... Like, come on. You you, you must have one of those... You get, the, you get the justification. You must have one of those brains. Well, no, no, you so must have what one always of those... happens... What okay, always okay. happens is it. I wake up in the middle of the night and just... It's like this weird kind of, like, fugue state where it just kind of happens like that's what's weird you just do unconscious like jerk offs where you're like we woke up and you're like well, kind I of. Oh, i'm so sorry i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> no, but kind of kind of because when it, it when i'm just in the natural state it's like okay yeah I'll go. i get that you wake around. up with a boner and uh, you rub your dick but like to come to just jizz like like bring yourself to orgasm like y you're on a slightly different level i will say and I won't judge you for it. It's uh, you've got a big dick. You're the kind of just, guy you should be making did. porn. Like it's all good. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just uh, I'm I'm just happy that uh, it can be done at least for the near foreseeable future. I'm not going to be doing it for the next twenty fucking years. No, you're going to hit you're going to hit fifty or sixty, and then you'll be like, I need some nostalgia. And you'll just be able, yeah. And then I'll be able to look back. It's like you know, it, it. It. Nobody takes, nobody takes real pictures anymore. We all have these perfect phones in our pocket with like perfect cameras, perfect video capability. But like the peak of like actually capturing what was happening around you was like the dawn of the VHS yeah, yeah, yeah. era. Like, you know, when our when we were like just being born, our parents were capturing all that on camera. And now that's not happening. Like, I don't, I'll, you know, I, I don't have pictures of most of the parties I've been to and most of the experiences I've had with my friends. God forbid any fucking videos. But what I do have. Great For sure. Tapes. And they're great. And I've got a bunch of those, too. And I'm really proud of them. I'm really happy. Um, what what I would you save them? Do you, do you ever watch uh, them together? Constantly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. They're fucking the shit. And like, um, uh, what I would ask you though is like, what is, what is Sarah's take on all, on all this? Not as, <laughs> um, <laughs> not as, uh, I guess, um, unabashed as me. Um, just truth be told. Which is unfortunate, and it, it like it it makes me feel like a like a little weird sometimes. Like when we got this, when we got that package with the letter jacket and stuff, I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" Like we got this letter jacket, and we got a thong and like some patches and some stickers. And she's gonna be like, "Ha ha ha, cool!" And she's like, she's, <laughs> "No, exactly." I was like, "Wait, you don't think this is cool?" And she's like, "Well, I mean, not really." Like. But anyway, like meanwhile, it's like her like, face, you know, who's that agreed, your cock like, is plowing <laughs> into video after video. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. And so this is actually part of kind of the the future plan is like I need to incorporate less of like the point of view <laughs> style and just like 
you know, get back into it because most people aren't watching it for me. That's for sure. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. You know, don't disrespect the cock. Sure. You need need big ones, but you need big ones. You need literally most. If we're talking about most, most people are not watching it for me. So I I disagree. Okay, fine. Most people aren't, aren't just watching it for you. I, I, I count myself as a very, uh, every man kind of porn connoisseur. And I'll be honest about my weird proclivities, um, whatever, but like, but you're a story a, man. Well, you know, no, I'm not. I, I mean, I am to some degree. Not anymore. But like, you know what I need? I need big cocks. I need hot guys. I need hot girls. I need a hot. Right. But like, I do. Like at the end of the day, the pornos that I remember are just like hot fucking. I like. I like yeah. the. Uh, you know, I think the the successful porn stars are successful for a reason. I like Manuel Ferreira. Yeah. I like Riley Reed. I like. I think I think I think Mia Malkova has I, I gone off the. Like I think Mia Malkova has gone off the deep end. Deep end. Um, yeah. I don't know who who. I want to like Riley Reed, but but that's, I think uh, I think I think she's really good at fucking. Um, I don't I don't watch her religiously, but I like I, do, I I'll be honest. I I, I like, um, I like that guy with the giant dick with that's two different colors. Um, uh, Bruce Bruce Venture. What's his name? <laughs> I don't Look know Bruce Bru- Venture. Bru- Bruce I'm more Venture. of a, He's got... a full amateur you, dude. Uh, you just I, watch, I, just, I don't want to know Leo. the names. I, I want to see a self. Maybe I'm video. old school. I still like the old, I, I still like the porn stars. I still um who's the, who's right. that Australian with huge tits who won performer of the year the past three years? Oh, uh, uh, you know C-C- Angela. It's, it's a double syllable. Uh, something whatever. Um, I don't know. But it's a it's a funny industry. I think amateur is definitely taking over, and I think you know. Come, uh, That's what I like the best. I want I want a fucking weird ass like like, like Nokia like Leo flip Lulu phone video. Have, have flip shit around, like um, yeah. Everyone's trying to like kind of do what they. But and that 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 I think is the like. That's that's the needle there. Is that they there are no faces in those videos. That's what I'm saying. That's what's so cool about this era of porn is that like Leo Lulu can be that like number one. Not anymore. I think she's like number five, trending verified okay. amateur on Pornhub. And there's no faces. Shown Here's the thing though. At all. Like okay, first of all, yes, as you said, they're going down. Like a certain thing, you can only do so much. Yeah. You can only make so many videos with that. Yeah you know set up uh also yeah. those two are athletic specimens yes, no one can be like the the amount of effort <laughs> that they put into their porn is probably like not that much in terms of how much they spend on their like diet and exercise routine yeah. and that's probably yeah. like what they're into it is like it turns out like oh we're sexy we can make porn and, and we have good genes yeah. Like it's a bunch of it's a bunch of facts. Then also they don't have to show their face. There's gotta have that extra level of like, fuck yeah, we're making hundreds of thousands of dollars on not. And showing they our could face. only That's they could only dope. do that because their bodies look like what they do. And they're, and they're French. Because like you're <laughs> you, and he has long hair and they and she has long hair, and 
But also, they're they're fucking. It's their bodies. Like he's got a fucking six pack yeah. and yeah. a huge dick, and yeah. she's got nice tits yeah. and an amazing fucking ass and legs and body. Like they're fucking yeah. like they're they're next level fitness. I just level. I I, I, like, wi- I just wish I wish, and maybe maybe this is like not the right way to go about it because part I of feel like what his we're dick is, and your dick are probably actually taboo, the same. but like. I feel like you guys, if you guys uh, entered a measuring contest, I don't know yeah, which, we'll have, like, I don't know. I, I would probably maybe bet on his, but I wouldn't be sure. I wouldn't be sure. See, you know what's funny is like when when we first started on Pornhub, I, I reached out to a few people. I messaged Leo Lulu. I messaged, um, what's their fucking name? Another Sweet French Apple. couple, like an Asian girl. Uh, Sweet Apple, yes. And there's uh, like an Asian girl and, then, and, and then a French they broke guy. up though. And now she's on a different um, world journey. Uh, Lena something what's or other. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, no, I know who no, you mean. No, they all did no, a no, fun- no. You know the Asian, the yeah, Asian yeah, yeah. girl and the French guy that also did like really yeah, yeah, good yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all did a video like, together. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, like we were exchanging emails. Like, hey, just wanted to like. We're just joining the community. What what's going on? <laughs> yeah, but dude. It, Actually, man, like you know, it, it's it's the it's the horny podcast. You know, it's like a bunch of people that are just using this medium themselves independently, completely outside the realm of like they're not brazzers. No, they're not no, no, fucking no. They're Jenny totally Jameson, outside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, and it it's fucking yeah, it's, it's fucking, fucking dope. Cool. And like, I, I I've talked about this with so and so partner, blah blah blah. If we were to pursue porn, it would be like, I would want to do it in a way where it's like, okay, we're doing porn, but we're also doing a podcast and we're, and we're doing, and, and we're like, and we're like, yes. And we're, we're like an episode is like reviewing a movie. Like we're going to watch a movie or we're going to review the movie and talk about it and just like bullshit. And like, and we're going to like, okay, fine. Like we'll release a fucking video, whatever. But like also a flip side of that is like us talking for three hours and just like bullshitting. And like, I feel like there's an audience for that. I love it. I think so too. And it may just be an audience of two, which is you and me. And I, what I wanted to do was a cooking show, which is like, half cooking and half fucking so like you're you know you're cooking in the kitchen clothes come off but like it's actually an instructional cooking video it's like oh i'm making a an interesting dish and like while we wait for this you know risotto to to, to set up here here's the go, thing and this would, that would be and the G- beauty of it because then then what you would do is you would combine all of these like you like new internet like bait like fucking people like uh, losers like baking that no not losers like baking with or binging with babish <laughs> or whatever like these yeah, these yeah. people who have like forged a career and been yeah. trailblazers in the youtube yeah. like cooking whatever it's yeah. like I'm, I'm just like let's you know, come let's a, combine all idea. Of them. let's let's do a cooking let's do a no, cool cooking you know show let's, an interesting let's, idea. let's all make short ribs together and then let's all fuck yeah and then let's do a three-hour podcast but where we talk about like I, culture and, think podca- about it, and like society. <laughs> it's a fun idea, but when I think about it, I'm never, I'm never like when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm not thinking like I hope this turns into people fucking, you know, like those things. But are unless, unless, in, okay, you know, yes, but unless you're invested in the personality in the long term. Oh, totally. But I would still want it separate. If I like was interested in like if binging with Babish had like a separate porn channel, 
then hell yeah. But I wouldn't want like all of a sudden he's making like a fucking, you know, tartiflette. First of all, <laughs> I don't like Benjamin with like that. I don't the, go to him for anything. Um, I'm more of a, yeah, I'm more a of a not another cooking show kind of guy. Um, uh huh. But I don't know. It's it's all just content at this you point. Need, I think you need to have those things separated, yeah. though. I think I think they still need to be separated. I think they can exist alongside each other, but they do need to be separated. Like, did you ever watch? Okay, um, but okay, fine. Ways, with, with, in terms of like cooking shows, yes. In terms of like, I think podcasting and porn are very close together. Sure, I I think, but I would I w- I wouldn't want it just to all of a sudden divulge into porn. I would want that extra kind of bonus feature where I could the, when I'm horny the I could Patreon go to that, exclusive. You know, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't want to be listening to a podcast like while I'm walking the dog and be like. Oh shit! Now they're. Fucking. I would love. I, I would want to know that. that there was, and I and I experienced <laughs> that on DVD ASA. It was. It was. I was listening to a, what I thought was a regular DVD ASA podcast. All of a sudden, David Cho was like fucking on the podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, seriously." Yeah. And I was like, "Jesus, dude! Like, no wonder you're like canceled." But, but, okay, but your reaction. <laughs> what your reaction was like? Oh shit! That's weird. It wasn't like, oh, I'm horny now. I want to access that. Whereas probably if it was a separate thing, you'd be like, okay, now this is a thing I can yeah, access. Yeah. You got to have that kind of separation. Because, like, you know, yeah, it's one yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. be, like, 14 and be like, I wish people could just, like, talk about sex, man, and, like, whatever. But, like, that's what's sexy about sex is that it is separate from, from everything. Yeah. And then life, until you, you know? become a pornographer and like film yourself fucking and put it on the internet, like then no, no, it is still separate. It's still separate. That's what makes it special. What, what, what do you mean though? Is it, how is it, how is it like, once you, what, like, okay, there is something to like, once you fuck yourself and, or fuck, sorry, Freudian slip, <laughs> film yourself film no, yourself fucking and put it on the internet like you're that's kind of it's kind of there it's separate separate but like separate but no, like but separate it's from very what? separate like from my day-to-day interactions with people from quote-unquote real right, life right, right. it's a it's a it's a separate thing it's it's, it's a yeah, very separate, separate thing it's separate from like you know us podcasting or whatever like enterprise this would be or whatever sure but then it's also this awesome kind of uh venn diagram for you know uh tyler's seen it he's brought it up to me and like i i get giddy when people like bring it up because i feel like First of all, bravo for like being bold enough or like feeling, I guess, shameless enough to mention that you've seen it. Because like, I don't know if I'd seen, you know, if I saw some porno of a friend, I would have, you know, there'd be a certain degree of me being like, should I bring it up? Should I mention it? Do they, are they going to be afraid of me saying it? Like, are they going to be ashamed? It's da, da, da. So, like when somebody mentions them, like, fuck yeah, like thank you for crossing that boundary and then now you've invited this conversation into the space as opposed yeah, to like yeah, yeah. you know it's just like yeah you know, 100, 100%. being out there yeah. you know it's like a secret password kind of thing you know 
it's cool. Like I like I like kind of that that secrecy about it, because like it'd be fucking weird if like I would just like walk around with a like a Pornhub patch on my shirt, being like, "Hey guys, I do porn." Like that's fucking cringy and weird. You know, like I like having that separation. I I and and that's what I'm saying. I kind of I kind of like that separation too. Like, dude, like I I would love to make porn. I think I would be good at it. I've made it. I was like, I'm watching the porn that I've made, and I'm like, oh, this is good porn. Like, hell yeah. And so I'm like, so why not? Well, What's holding you back? It's the it, it's there's that, and then it's like. The other parties and parties, whatever. But like, um, it's like, uh, uh, reputation, reputation, accountability. Like, listen, you have a video on YouTube of you in blackface. I know. I love it. I kind of want to post that as my Facebook profile picture. (laughs) I kind of want to just like destroy my acting career. And just like try to build up from there, and like anyone who is okay with me from now on, I'm like, okay, you're okay, you're cool. That actually just might ruin your life, though. Yeah, I guess whatever. Ruin my life. Like if anyone if thinks I'm genuinely a racist because of that, I'm like, okay, cool, all right, dude. It can happen to anyone. Well, I'm I'm just like. It's funny. It's like everybody's like, "Oh, you have not everybody." Like two friends are like, "You have Jackie P on YouTube." It's like, first of all, my name isn't anywhere on that video. Second of all, I'm I right. have no career. I'm a I, like I'm a failure. As a no one's coming. You're no not one's a, no. You're no not one's coming after me. Like, dude, if you were like 80 years old, no, but, maybe you'd be a failure. But, this, but you're no, not but, a failure. You just the, just haven't made no, it. No, but this the is the thing. Time. Like. Like, no one is, like, I'm not doing anything that's, like, making waves enough for anyone to give a fuck about, like, right. <laughs> beyond, like, my social sphere that is, like, now virtually non-existent. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Nobody, yeah. it doesn't matter, like, anyway. Yeah. But, no, I, 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 I think, I think I, my dream is to somehow bridge porn with the podcasting medium and you kind of did it already like you you just <laughs> no not really it's no, not no, no, it's no. not you're in the not, same space not existing in the same sure. space but like it's it's kind of cool that like it's although we did call it ejaculation, ejaculation so but like it's, it, it, it's kind of it's, i don't know it's kind of fun that like you know you've explored this like <laughs> what is ultimately kind of a social media medium but it's like you're just like really posting is. fucking yeah. videos on a certain website, yeah. <laughs> and but you know on the other hand, like you know you and I are like posting conversations, which are you know in certain ways like more intimate than this brain, brain fucking, fucking, yeah. But it's fun, and it's like yeah. it's it's like what kind of social life can you afford yourself in this? fucking covid existence. Yeah, whatever whatever social life that could be canceled because I have born out there, I don't want like like you said, you know, it's it's different because you know, you're talking about an acting career. I've given like up I've given up on, of a blackface I've given video up on the acting it. career. Whatever. No, but listen. But but what what I'm saying is I agree with you like if 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 my potential career or what have you were to be 
you know, have the potential to be destroyed because I have porn out there, then I don't want it. I don't want it. And that's it. the place that I'm, that, you know, that, whatever could be destroyed, that's the place I don't that want I'm it. getting to. I'm like, you're going to see my dick yeah. fucking someone. I'm like, uh, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, but, and the, the, the thing that I always reel back to is like, if you've seen it, pop-ups don't exist anymore, man. You're not going on fucking they Wikipedia all have and ad some blocker. porn pop-up happens. Good. No, if you've seen it, you were looking for it. So fuck you. You have no no ability to judge in that sense. If you've seen it, then you were on a porn website. And so yeah. what are you going to do? Somebody has to make it. Just happened to be somebody that you knew. So fuck you. Hope you enjoyed it. I feel like I should send you some pornos of me fucking. Like, because <laughs> I owe you. I, I somehow that owe you or something. <laughs> That no 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 that would feel too intimate. I only want to see it if it's available <laughs> okay, okay, on fair, a public fair, forum. <laughs> oh man! I want to feel like I've stumbled yeah, upon yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, on that note, I drank my last beer. Where? Oh fuck! It's almost two a.m. for me. Yeah, you've got to like work tomorrow or some shit. I think I might call in sick. I, yo, I will say, <clears throat> I think this was a great podcast episode. I think we've hit I our stride again. Like we must be past like three hours or at least two and a half or something. We are officially at three hours and 59 <laughs> Damn, minutes. So <laughs> almost four hours. <laughs> yo, but I think this is the technique. Cause honestly, man, with the, with the, um, kind of facetime and interface audio dude i can i i know you're not i know you're not looking at me but i'm looking at you like you're in the fucking room I, like it's I, for great. the first it's half awesome. of this whole thing i didn't look at you like i just had you in my ear and i was like <laughs> oh like i didn't know like a phone call could sound this good uh, <laughs> no it's like it's like we're back in the studio it is and i uh, okay um oh fuck i'll call you tomorrow whatever i i <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm in BC right now. I'm gonna be coming back to the west or the east coast at some point. Whatever, I'll call you tomorrow. Just come to fuck, fuck Toronto. Come and stay at my place, and we'll paint. We'll paint. But the, I, okay, what if I, what if I flew into Montreal red, and just like got to your house and helped you paint, and we hung out, and that sounds awesome. Should we, don't be don't be apprehensive we, about I, that. Like, I, I'm, I'm do totally that? down. Is that is that is that yeah, okay? With your well, comfort, yeah, I'll, I'll have to talk to Sarah tomorrow, but I'm fine with it. Sarah and I have already talked about it. We actually had an awesome conversation last time we talked about when I texted you about the uh, kind of the painting and the and the whole idea about it. I talked to Sarah. She's like, "That's fucking awesome. This is great. You know, it'll be super fun." Like, dude, we have a spare room. Like, I'm sitting okay, in my but, spare room but, right okay, now. Okay, but let me just say, like, this is what it would be. Yeah. I would catch a plane. Yeah. I would land in Montreal. Yeah. You guys would pick me up because you guys have a car. Yeah. And you'd drive me to your house. I don't. I don't, I don't have. I don't have COVID. I know you don't have COVID. I don't, I, I don't have COVID, motherfucker. I know, like, I know uh, you don't have COVID. So I'll come over and I'll paint yeah. and I'll help and we'll, we'll drink and we'll party. I guess the, like, the within Canada though, 
I guess, yeah, between BC and, and Quebec, there's no, like, mandatory quarantine. But in any case, like, you'll be staying at my place. We'll paint. We'll drink. We'll do podcasts. That will be fucking perfect, too, because, like, I want to have guests on the podcast. And I was thinking it would be weird. Like, I was thinking of having Vanessa over with a second mic, but it'd be weird. I thought the dynamic would be kind of weird having two people in person and one person on camera. Like, that, like when we're both just long distance, that makes sense. But having kind of like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like two people in one room and a camera on the other side. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll go to the diving bell. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll do a cast or two or three. We'll paint. And we can do it. You can do it distantly. You can like fucking stand yeah. more yeah. than twelve yeah. feet apart and yeah. talk into a microphone. Well, yeah. honestly, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm more worried about getting a ticket, walking outside at eight oh one p.m. But no, no dude, bro. seriously. Well, when, when, when can this happen? Like, what's, uh, how long is it going to take to I haven't booked a return ticket. Oh, sick. If so that dude, paint, return paint ticket, this house. If that return how long ticket is, it take? is your guys' house, I can do it in a weekend. <laughs> dude, I'm down. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm totally down. Obviously, I'll talk to Sarah in the morning, but we've already talked about it. I mean, if I can, if I can fly home and, like, if home is Montreal, I just, like, fly to the airport... Like, Find I, the I, airport. I'll pick you up. I I, I haven't booked a, I haven't booked a return ticket. So if I can, so I'll book pick a, you up. Yeah, come pick, come get me, baby. <laughs> I'll pick you up. We got a guest room. Nice high to bed. The guest room has a TV, so you can watch your fucking porn full screen. I watch <laughs> fucking the TV. <laughs> oh god, you're not. I gotta fucking edit that you out. You fucking asshole. <laughs> god damn it. Wow, that's really weird. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone say that. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. But you know what's funny is like, you saw the fucking thing we had in our bedroom. <laughs> People would come over there. Oh, that's a cool lighting fixture. Like, yeah, that's nobody. Yeah, honestly, cool. nobody's playing that, paying that close attention. I'm still gonna bleep it. Oh yeah, bleep it, bleep. It. Also, like you're gonna edit this like three months from now. Like, <laughs> fuck you. No, we're gonna we're gonna do another one soon. This is uh, it, it was you know, it takes a while to get into it. I don't know, but no, seriously, when can you fly out? When when do you want to fly do it? out? When do you want to fly anytime? Out? <laughs> like next week. Like, uh, uh, like. I have some work to do here. I have to finish these paint jobs and then I can fly out at any time. So what, two weeks? Uh, let me, okay, let me look at a calendar. <laughs> um, calendar. Uh, okay, so this is the 14th of uh, yep. January. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, this weekend, I'm doing an amazing hang with my buddy Brody. We booked an Airbnb in Richmond, Vancouver. Ooh, where it's like baby. neither of us, have, we, both of us have been like living with only our families. Fuck, I have to pee again. I'm so sorry. I've been holding okay, it for go, too long. Go, go, go. Oh, look. Oh. Me and Brody, my friend, are hanging out this weekend. It's all good.
Go yeah. on. Um, <clears throat> so I could. This is so interesting for what what. Okay, here's the other thing. Anyone who's listening at this point, like th- th- over th- over four hours into this, it's like you've got to put up with me and Evan sorting out our plans. Okay, this so is, uh, like at this, I mean, at th- at this point, so imp- I wish I could have better <laughs> analytics because I, when I posted the last episode, which was yesterday, we've had six plays in Montreal. I don't know who the fuck those people are, and I want. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm if you, curious. if okay, this is a. If anybody is here after four hours, and they're still listening, please, please reach out to one of us to tell us who you are, because as far as Andrew and I know, we're just shouting into the yeah, void, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it would be really cool. <laughs> well, depends on who you are. If it's my mom, don't tell me. Okay, whatever. Anyway, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I, okay, so I've got this week. This Thank weekend is like the first time I'm at, like doing a weekend with a friend. And this is the kind of like the fun yeah. thing about COVID is like you need to like plan hangs with your friends. Yeah. So yeah. I actually, we, yeah. me, me and my buddy Brody booked an Airbnb in Richmond, B.C., for uh, two nights we did two nights i bug i was like it has to be two nights it can't be just one night otherwise it sucks there's two nights yeah you need to and we're just like in an airbnb it's a super host but it's like just us he's on vancouver island and so we're just gonna like spend the weekend together and it's gonna be great it's gonna be great um but then after that like i'm kind of done my work and then I could come. I could come to Montreal at any point. Like, so what are we talking? So like the end, like January twenty ninth. Yeah, I could come that weekend or the weekend before. What I thought you said the weekend before the twenty second. You're doing uh, Brody. No, no, that's this weekend. Airbnb. Oh wait, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's Friday. And I'm do- that I'm doing Saturday. Uh, so the- okay. So I'm um, next weekend. I'm doing like a a streaming thing at the Diving okay. Bell. So let's say, let's imagine it for the thirtieth, thirty, the thirtieth. Well, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, the twenty ninth or thirtieth of January. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck Toronto. Come to come to yeah, Montreal. I'll come. I'll call Quarantine I'll come. here. Dude, I got a nice guest room for you. Like I said, it's got a nice I mean, here's TV. the here's the thing. Like the, the 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 only risk that you're taking is I'm on a plane. I'm wearing I'm wearing Dude, an N95 I've, I've, I've traveled I'm during. wearing an N95 yeah. mask. I don't have COVID. Nobody Beauty. has COVID. Like Yeah. I, yeah. Can I we know. just party, please? Uh, I've traveled Yeah, I've traveled during quarantine. Uh I think Here's what I think would be really cool, though. Um, fuck. It sucks about curfew. But um, here's what I think would be kind of cool. Is if you come out, you know, 29th, 30th, whatever. Stay for as long as you want. Don't tell anybody. And then, you know, I'll talk to, you know, Karen, Indies, Arthur, Austin, whatever. 
as like we're gonna do like a daytime hang or whatever like come to the diving bell for some you know an afternoon drink or whatever and then you just show up don't tell anybody that you're here i'll get a COVID test i don't That'd care I'll, I'll, I'll whatever but no no it's not about COVID. it's about like the like surprising our yeah, friends that'd yeah, be hilarious yeah, that'd be cool yeah we don't tell them that you're coming you show up we kind of get settled da 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 and then you know just like burst out of the bathroom or yeah. something i think that'd be hilarious be great. i love <laughs> yes. it me too except <laughs> how long can you stay for because i don't i don't think we can actually buy paint until february 11th i mean whatever you can you can get paint <laughs> come on people will, de- no, people actually... will deliver it you can go get curbside pickup yeah whatever. that's true we can, like... yeah we can good point good point good point good point I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Like, I. Uh, no, I think you can actually. I think you can. You're right. I forgot especially about if you have a car. Pickup. Like, you can pick up anything. Yeah. Well, I'll pick you up at the airport. I would. I, dude, I would love it so much. I just. I. I'm craving just genuine adventure and connection. Yeah. And. Yeah. Likewise, <sighs> I've been stuck in this fucking house for way too long. Let's have some fun, baby. Like. Uh, yeah. I'm let, in. Let, let, I'm let, in. Let, let me show up. Let, 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 let's podcast with Sarah. Let's. Yeah. Let's have yes. some fun. Yes. Like, this like, is, this is a key point. Yeah. We got to get her let's on, have man. Some, it's let's been have too some long. Fun. Like, like yeah. I heard, a, I heard a good, uh, a good question that I think is maybe important for us all to ask. It's like at the end of lockdown, if you were to look back on this time, what would you have to do for this for you when you're looking back on it for it not to be a failure? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say podcast actually see people that I love seeing and, um, and, and see people that you love seeing. Like, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Like, I'm going to come to Montreal and I'm going to yeah. th- want to see Corinne and Arthur. And I'm like, yeah. these motherfuckers don't see fucking anybody. Exactly. Like, by me seeing these fuckers, <laughs> this isn't, I, you, we don't have COVID, you fuckers. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. This is why you guys were able to do New Year's, whatever. Like, yeah, exactly not part of the it's problem like, it's like no but you're not no like, i know we're not it's, it's i know not. It's, it's not like, facetious okay, we don't it, have I'm fucking just, yeah it's true we're all fucking responsible people able to make our own personal choices and that's what life shouldn't yeah. always be here yeah. we are all right well um, and especially like you said if you're like n95 in the airport there's no questions asked man you're 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 welcome Yeah, motherfucker. I think this is a good time. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I can I play the outro song? Yes, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could you imagine we got hit with like a copyright claim for this shit? <laughs> I don't so, think they do it, that on podcasts. It'd be so funny. I don't think so. But yo, this is this is just me saying. You should watch the Bee Gees documentary. There's a Bee Gees documentary? Yeah, on Crave. You should watch it. Oh, fuck. Damn. I love you. I love you, man. Let this play, though.
Oh yeah. I love you so much, man. I love you too, man. <laughs> well, I'll see you soon. I'll yeah, see you soon. Let's rock. Let's rock. <laughs> okay, send me your uh, send me your audio, and we'll uh, we'll yeah, get yeah. this on. What right. do we call this? The last one was the reunion. This is the uh, episode two. <laughs> 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 love you, buddy. I'll talk to you, you soon. I love you so much, man. Bye bye. Bye.